On today's episode of the Sagely Stage Stooges, we talk good, bad, and missing TV endings. Also, spoiler alerts for the following TV shows of various ages. How I Met Your Mother, Lost, Roseanne, Breaking Bad, Justified, The Sopranos, Firefly, Scrubs, Gravity Falls, Deadwood, and Cowboy Bebop. Now, without further ado, enjoy the episode! Good. We are back, baby. We're back, baby. Back, great. Sage and Stooges are back. My name is Steven, and I am joined by Josh. Hey, Chris. Me. And I think Grady's here. Hello. Oh, that's him. Crap, he's Who here. Invited that guy. If anyone's hey gonna guys. sound like that, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> we never do. That's you just happen on. to know and we record every time. <laughs> and for some reason, we still keep your audio. I don't know what we're doing there. I think it's great to have Grady around, so people pick on him instead of me. That's the twist in there. <laughs> I think so, too. Wait, no. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Whoop. So, uh, the three of y'all just did the Game of Thrones sort of reaction yes. recap thing for the end. Yeah, I was in a tiny its... box, so no one could hear me. <laughs> That's what it sounded yep. like. Gradles. In the, the internet bathroom. It was um, fine. He had plenty of room. <laughs> And they poked some uh, holes in it so I could breathe. Yeah, so you could breathe. So they could peek at you, yeah. Yeah, you could peek at you. That's all. <laughs> anyway. Decent. So, in the vein of Game of Thrones and its wacky ending, we're going to... No, that wasn't wacky. That was just awful. <laughs> wacky <laughs> gonna... would have been entertaining. <laughs> wacky would have also been bad, but in a different way. Like if Drogon yeah, just like been. dropped into the city and like all of a sudden had laser eyes and aliens invaded. I would have just preferred Everyone that. just... <laughs> Face vaulted all the time. And <laughs> just went complete anime. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like if Tyr- everyone breaks into a, Tyrion jumps into on Jon Snow's musical. arms and they become Mecha, like <laughs> Tyrion. Yes, that'd be great. Uh, and then alas, you know, throw some uh, show tunes. Yeah, show tunes. Exactly, Stephen. That's where I was yeah. going with it too. Giant musical <laughs> number. Fair and the maiden fair. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we're going to talk about some TV show endings. Some. Not so good ones, and maybe some good ones. And then just some ones. But, quick housekeeping for the podcast. Um, yeah, we gotta sweep up. We're gonna sweep these states clean. <laughs> Friend of the little man! We're gonna try to um, be a little more consistent with you know our releases and stuff like that. And so in that vein, we're gonna try to keep our post-production editing and all that crap to a minimum. So, in the spirit of that, uh, we're no longer gonna be doing news at the end of podcasts. So... It may come back in some form, uh, but not as part of our main. Yeah, so we'll segments. see. Yeah, so. we would do like a bonus thing. Or... Yeah, given my lovely voice, uh, singing voice, a rest for a little while, guys. Right, right. Looks you're gonna have to go back to relying on the mainstream media. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna be able to get your your takes on random pieces of news that you probably never wanted to know about. Just listen to Alex Jones. Four idiots. Yeah, okay. friend of the, <laughs> friend of the pod, Alex Jones. Have you, have you heard about these ducks pooping? Pooping all over the place. <laughs> in bed with They're a goblin. Everywhere. <laughs> Pooping on goblins. So, 
when I, you know, when we first started talking about like Game of Thrones and its ending was bad, and you know, we kind of started dancing around the idea of, of doing a, a bad, good ending TV series podcast thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Haley about it, and the and you know we said, were like, "Shut oh, up, okay, These me. are good. These are bad." Da, 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 da. And then she finally looks at me. And she was like, "Oh, how I met your mother," and. I thought I, like, that was so literally perfect. how she met your mother. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was a terrible story. Oh, a terrible no. It was so bad. God, it was awful. So awkward. Had to make the Feeling dumb joke. Hurt. Get that out of the yeah. way. No. Um, and and the reason I think this is one of those like perfect examples of a terrible, just god awful ending, um, is because it literally ruined the entire show. Well, explain the premise of it. So I, I kind of know what it is. I've only seen a few episodes, but like I had a, I was hanging out with a girl for a while in law school and she was like, you really like it. And I watched the first couple of episodes and I was like, I don't actually. And the other issue was that the, one of the main characters was in law school. I was like, I don't want to think about another character in law school. While I'm in law school. I got to write this major paper. Or I won't graduate. Yes. I don't need that. I don't need Too this close at all. To home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need this at all. So, although I love Allison Hannigan in anything, she's yes, fucking adorable. I love Allison Hannigan, and I like Jason Segel. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I mean, sang with and, Muppets, and I don't have any. I don't have anything against anyone who's ever sang with a Muppet. Right. But okay, exactly. did we want to do a quick rundown of what happens in the finale? Uh, so, well, right, set so, it up first. Right. So the. You know the the charm of how I met your mother is that it was kind of the modern day friends, you know. So it's kind of like our generation's friends, and so you know the the whole relatable, like having life, like you said, Chris, like relatable to a fault that guy's going through. You know, taking the bar, he's stressing about yeah. that. You know, you know, struggling with jobs and trying to advance in your career, finding and relationships, a woman. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, all that shit. And the whole premise of the show, obviously, how I met your mother, is it's you know the the main character uh, speaking to his children. Bob Saget, right? Talking about how he, you know, the story that led up to how he met their mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, it's hinted a lot of time. You know, it's like the lady with the yellow umbrella or whatever. Um, the man in, you know, the, all these, in the yellow coat. All these, <laughs> yeah, all these hints hat. along the, the way are that are supposed to. Yep. That are, <laughs> that are, That's really what it was to supposed to be. Right. Yeah. That are supposed to lead you to, you know, ultimately, oh, this is her. This is the, you know, the lady. And... <sighs> I don't know. There's this yeah. whole like will they won't they of course with um Robin Robin and Batman um, and Ted and it you know but obviously you know everyone's thinking well if it would have been her like then what is this other woman with the yellow umbrella that's their mother blah blah. So I mean they set it up to be this like very like it could just end there's that's how I met your mother and that's it that's you know that would be that would have been a great way to end it. But instead they do this whole like like again kind of like the roseanne like oh nope turns out that your mom's been dead hey, so, hey, you know hey, hold hey, on we'll get to roseanne <laughs> we'll get to that in, in due time but no i'm just saying like in 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 lieu in spirit of that it's the same thing it's like you find out he you know yes he did meet this woman her name is tracy that is their mom but nope she died of an unknown unknown illness in like i don't know 2024 or whatever so like and i i did not watch uh it or i tried to read a little bit about it but i i was a little confused so did she die before he is telling this? Like, uh, yes. the story is leading yeah. up yes. to yeah. or afterwards? Yeah, so so what you find out is that him narrating this whole this whole show is him talking to his children about their dead mother. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And how he met her. But then, like, the last scene is, 
you know, Ted showing up to Robin's house with the, the, you know, heralded blue French horn showing it at her window, like, like holding oh, it aloft above his head. Like yeah. Holding it anything. above his head. <laughs> and, and that's, she just like smiles and like at, at this point, Barney and Robin had been married and then divorced. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, so it it's like Robin? they had a perfect plan. That's like Barney and Robin were supposed to be together. Ted had his, you know, his children's mother. Everything's great. And they're like, you know what? Nah, let's actually just ruin everything. We decided we wanted Ted and Robin to be together. So let's kill <laughs> Ted's wife. Let's say Barney and Robin break Dude, up. That's murder. And then Ted will just show up. Uh, at Robin's house with the blue French horn and just make the entire point of the entire series completely and absolutely moot and unwatchable. Here, here's how I met your mother, but I loved this other woman the whole time. So Yeah. yeah like, but <laughs> your, also, your I'm married to your aunt Robin now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. It's just like... Because they set up it, so much and then just like kind of shit on it. Right. And that's what makes... That's what I think... Well, then like, how does that make like, sense if it's how show. I met your mother? If Wait, yeah, so that's not their about, aunt. Yeah. So he's... Uh-huh. I met her in this first episode over here, or that should be it. Like, I don't... No, How I met your mother yeah. was I met her, but then she died, so, like, I loved this other woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so yep. pissed if I was a child listening to my dad tell that story for it to end that way. Like, dude, fuck yeah. you, dad. Well, apparently their reaction Yeah, why are you telling like, me this? Well, like, are you telling us this so that you can go see uh, oh, that's Robin right. or something like that? Uh, so yeah, like he's getting like the, permission from his kids or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. His kids are like at the end are like, but you love Robin, Dad. It's obvious. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's right. And then he You're goes. Right. But it's just like they had, you know, they built up like, okay, she's the titular character. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's, you know, yeah. oh, when are we gonna see her? Finally, you know, you meet her, but then she doesn't meet him for a while, and so you're like, oh, when are they actually gonna run into? You know, finally they do. Mm-hmm. And she just dies. I mean, all right, neat. Yeah. You know, she's so wait. Like, I think off, you get. You know, do we ever see like, her? Do we ever yeah. see the actual mom briefly? Okay. Is she hot? She's cute. <laughs> Asking the tough questions here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> These are the important questions. We can deal with the rest uh, later. But you know, she she comes in long enough to be the mother and die. <laughs> long yeah, enough to give birth to children, just, and then <laughs> literally she shows up. My purpose on this to... earth has been served. <sighs> Yes, to 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 allow the title of the show to be accurate, right? Mm-hmm. It, isn't it. isn't this a, a case of they had like the ending in mind when they started the show, and then the characters got away from them, and then they had Probably. to stick with the ending that they had written or something like, or maybe maybe they maybe they screwed up the ending. I, I don't it know. Feels like, it, yeah, no, it feels like like they decided at the last minute that like oh no, actually we want to do the Rachel and Ross thing, so let's get Ted and Robin together and. How long did this show run? How do run? we do that? Let's murder the mom and have Barney and Robin divorce for inexplicable reasons. How long uh, did the show run? He isn't, isn't Neil Patrick Harris gay? In real life. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> uh, seven years. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, seasons. I so seven like, seasons or six seasons, something like that? It was nine seasons. Jeez. I think that's They're an issue. Pumping like, out con- show content. Two thousand five to two thousand fourteen. If you don't have like a tightly written show and it goes on for nine seasons, typically it's going to get away from you. Is my opinion. Right. I don't. I don't and think you can keep it all together unless you have everything planned out to a T. Well, like yeah, some shows we'll talk about later, where it's like, all right, we're going to go for this many seasons. It's going to end this yes. way, and we're planning it now. Yeah. Like, you have made. You have essentially made the point that we'll we will arrive at at the end of this whole conversation. Yeah. Is that. Is, is planning. exactly what you just said. Planning it's, is everything. Mm-hmm. 
not necessarily. Yeah, and, and knowing... I mean, if it is a long series like this, I think that you can like plan ish. Like, I want to go in these directions, but then it's on you to like figure out an ending based on where you've gotten. Like, you can't just go back to your season one and say, "Well, this is what we wanted all along. We're going to force it into that." You have I would to. Normally, this is exactly like I would literally agree the, with you, the last. Randy, but in this instance, it's the thing of like your whole show's premise really can't be sustained this long with that kind of ending because it kind of renders the whole point like meaningless. Well, not oh, this that is how I met your mom, you but it doesn't really talk about that at all. Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's why maybe I I'm being too literal like with one it. Of my, but... One of my, my, sure. But with that ending, you've rendered everything that I've been invested in the entire time yeah. for nine seasons. You've rendered it all completely worthless. Kind of like now, some other fucking like, show that we talked about. <laughs> like you can't. Like I, there's no there's no point in watching it now. Like I can't go back and enjoy it because I know how it ends. Yeah. Like, it's ruined the entire show for me. Well, and, yeah. like, it has Man, a bad ending, I, and I can just, shrug it away. Just as an aside, I made that point to a coworker one time because they were like, "Yeah, I don't really like the ending of Game of Thrones," and I was just like, "No, no, no." They're like, "But it was still a fantastic show," and I go, "Well, the rest of it's fine." Uh, you know, the first four or five seasons are fantastic, but I say at the end of the day, you know, a bad movie can't be saved by a good ending. But a good movie can be ruined, or a good movie or a good TV show can be ruined by a bad ending. Like, it, yes, oh yeah, well, sure. it just can't. It can. so what about the journey along the way? If the journey brings me to a meaningless destination, then I don't want to watch it ever yes. again. It's not satisfying. Yep. Well, if a, if the journey brings you to an ending that makes the journey meaningless, like, because right. it can be a meaningless ending and be like, oh well, you know, I mean, okay, as long as fine. I'm as long as I'm watching a miniseries, it's very nihilistic, and I know what I'm doing. Then fine. Well, but I just <laughs> for me, it would be it's it's more like whenever it pops out and says, actually, all of that that was crap, and here's the actual <laughs> ending. Then I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But if anyone has, Stephen, I think you had another point you were going to make before I rudely cut you off. No, no, I mean that you. No, we've pretty much put a good bow on it. <laughs> Essentially, the reason I think this is probably one of the worst for me in my head is, is you know, there are shows that have endings I don't love, but they don't ruin everything. This I, I will never watch that show again because solely of the last thirty minutes of this nine series and, show. And I think a lot of that is probably uh, because of the stru- like the the concept of the show, like. You can have a looser concept and end badly and still be okay, but the whole concept was how I met your mother, and then they just yep. trash it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does it it screws the whole show up, you know. So, um, so do y'all want to talk Roseanne or Lost? Let's do Lost. Okay, well, Lost. Um, I loved Lost. Uh, it, it's another long journey that made you really think to the end that. Well, yeah. Well, huh. well, they came I'll out just, later, uh, and they they basically the showrunners basically admitted like we wrote it as we went. We had no idea where it was going to end up. Which, <laughs> yeah, which it goes great, back to what we talked about a second ago. Yeah. It was a great concept, um, and like the pilot, you know, caught everyone's attention. I mean, I remember it came out when we were in high school, and so I'd get home and like watch Scrubs, and then Lost would come on, and it was so cinematic and so well done as far as like production quality. That I would like turn the lights off in my room and like watch it cinematically, you know. That's what J.J. Abrams so, is about, man. I'm gonna hook says, you in with a, a sexy opening and some production mm-hmm. values, and I'm just gonna not care. But even the characters were pretty well done, <laughs> yeah. you know, through through the series. Uh, and that's not one of the things I'm gonna complain about. I just remember seeing pictures of the fat one, you know, the fat one, <laughs> Hugo, the really fat one. Yeah, yeah. Hugo. Something he, about a smoke monster. That's all I know. Um, yeah, so they they they're on this island and it's just a regular plane crash it's until it's for the tobacco not, industry. Until yeah. there's a smoke monster <laughs> and there's all these um, polar bears on this 
tropical <laughs> island for reasons we don't understand. And then there's a hatch. Okay. And there there's a light that comes on in the hatch. And then there's others. So all they, they throw all these mysteries at you. And the mysteries are they're awesome going through it, you know. Like I was, I was captivated the whole time. Everyone was. It, it, this was one of the shows, you know, when the internet was really getting going, where mm-hmm. everyone could go on the the boards and say, "Do the know, what, What's up with the hatch? What do you think's in it?" You know, all, yeah. and the what's fan the stuff really started. You know, as far as the show goes, it was one of the first that had that that cult following. You know, that could be kept up through the week until the next show aired or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, great concept and everything, but by the time they get to the end, they have so many loose ends of all of yes. these mysteries they've There's just nothing they've you thrown at you. Yeah. That that they've written in themselves into a, a hole, you know, that they can't get out of. So I think at some point even just like Minecraft, the, you never write straight down. Do what? <laughs> What'd you say? It's just like Minecraft, you never write straight down. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, they get they get to this point where they need to end the show because you know they've gone on for I think six seasons and they're bored. Um, and so the last season just turns into this mess um, where shit's going on on the island that no one really understands. But also we're having like these flash sidewayses and flashbacks and stuff, and it ends up that you know they kind of we're all dead, <laughs> and they go to like they go through this door of light, and that's how the show ends. But it doesn't cover like 90% of the mysteries about the island. What is the island? Why are people on it? Right. Magnetism? Walt's special? Why is he special? Like, there's so much that's just left out there that they they could have done a little more. I mean, well, they had too many irons in the fire so, is, is really what it yeah. what it ends up being. Like, it would have taken well, a- long, boring explanations and some people's opinion to, to wrap up all the stuff that, you know, they had and playing apparent- out there. And apparently, there's there is still some question marks as to whether or not they were dead the whole time. Yeah, right. people are saying that yeah. they died at, at the end, and so that so then if you just assume that they, like, if they were not dead, well, there's like during the time on the <laughs> island, then what the hell is the island there's, if it's not some weird purgatory afterlife? It's supposed to be real, it's, from what I read. It was yeah, like it's um, real. Well, you know, yeah. the crash and everything happened, but the Flash Sideways universe was the purgatory right. for the people that's on the, the island or something. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's the general consensus is that the Flash so Sideways was the purgatory. That the Flash Sideways, right? That's when they go back to, to the real reality world where or they whatever. Actually, live through the crash. Yeah, and then yeah. they have to and deal with all the issues that they had buried or something. Yeah, and like then that. they want to go back to the island because everything's screwed up in the real world. So, I, but it's not. It, it they don't do it in a way that. That really is, yeah, makes sense. It's clear, you know, for everybody to follow. I mean, so. It's, yeah, that's kind of like all the theories we were coming up with is like with Game of Thrones. As we're doing Game of Thrones. Maybe this, this, this. And it's like, (laughs) okay, but you shouldn't have to come up with all the maybes. Yes, it's yeah. It's you shouldn't have to thrones. invent your own your own canon to make an ending make sense. Uh, exactly, that's the worst. Yeah, but I mean, i.e., Mass Effect. Oh, oh, yes. oh no. <laughs> no, you didn't have to make up your own lore to make the ending of Mass Effect made sense. You had to make up your own lore just to keep from crying. Like, no, that's not what really happened. Come on, but I like, you had to make up your own ending because I liked were, all the colors anyway. though. The colors were nice. <laughs> they were cute. But yeah, I mean, the, it's not Rest as in bad. Peace, for Marauder me. Shields will never forget you. Lost is not <laughs> as bad for me as 
how I met your mother was for you. Like I can go back and yeah. rewatch it because sure. the characters are done very well. I think, I mean, they're yeah. flawed real world, relatable characters in this weird shit, you know? Um, and just, you know, you get the flashbacks helped and everything. So there, there are some elements that are redeemable definitely for lost. And if you haven't seen it or, you know, I would encourage you to watch it, even knowing the ending might disappoint you. Um, but yeah, the ending was a very underwhelming, a, a big letdown for, all of the mystery that was tied in with the show. Right. I think, you know, you, you, yeah, you, you raise a good point, like answering all the questions and all the mysteries. There's a fine line between, um, leaving something ambiguous and just not answering it. Right. So like the ending of, uh, fucking what's that? Inception, you know, like did the, did the top, Yes. Fall, did it not? Like, that is a fun way to or kind like of think Sopranos. about it. Because right. Yeah. Sopranos is Sopranos. 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 Right, yeah. it just makes you have to kind of fill in the endings at the end, and a lot of and a lot of great media um, thrives on uh, allowing the viewer or the consumer's yeah. imagination oh, for sure. fill in the gaps. For that's sure. what books if you're, do. If you're letting your your imagination fill in fill in the gaps, that's that's beautiful because people are you know brilliant. I got you know um, concerning Inception, it's funny because I remember when I saw that movie in theaters with my buddy Sneed, and uh, he I remember the second like the camera went out as the top was still spinning, like mm-hmm. we're in a crowded theater. Like him alone amongst an entire theater of people. Oh come on! <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. That's a good reaction. That's yeah. an emotional reaction to it. Yeah, dude, that's, it, it sucked yeah. you in. Although I will say, Michael Caine ruined it later by saying, "Oh no, uh, that's the real world because any Saint Norman is real, and I'm Michael Caine, and I'm real." Something like that. <laughs> Michael Caine yeah. can't ruin anything. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> no, he is. That's true. <laughs> why did you do Jaws? But- why did you do Jaws three? Because I had a castle to pay for. Because <laughs> I had a castle to pay for. That's a good, that's um, a pretty good impression, Steve. I do impress. Uh, <laughs> I love you both. All right. Um, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. So, um, what I did, one of the things I did like, and, one, and like I said, this is one of those scenarios where you know you're kind of inventing your own canon, and so yeah. it's not really a, it's not a good thing for the movie for the show. But I, one of the things I've I've you know heard people say is that the reason like all this weird shit on you know on the island happens, like this weird smoke and the polar bears and like. All, you know, just all those random, like, bizarre, you know, women, women can't for some reason can't get pregnant. Women slinging swords yeah. at you. Uh, it's because <laughs> it's the that, like, the, the, the island is like a, like a seal against, like, some outer, well, you know, yeah, that's, evil. That's actually, like, expressly told to us through an interaction of Jacob dance? and Jacob's brother, unnamed guy that wears oh, black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, like, man in black, what, yeah. you know, like... If that's yeah, what I mean, it's cool. all about, then cool, but that doesn't but maybe, even really get resolved. Right, but maybe uh, maybe, maybe dive into that a little bit and, <laughs> you know, explain something besides just being like, oh, uh, yeah, you were on the island, now you're dead. Yeah. And I think cool. I think the point you made was was very on point, in that you there's a way of leaving things um, with some mystery to them where you, you know, mm-hmm. you're not sure. And then there's mm-hmm. just, like, plot points that you just drop. Because yeah. you, right. you mm-hmm. don't have the time or don't want to finish them, and that's one of them is one of them is plot holes. The other one is yeah, just yeah. Is mystery. It's like good. It's good mystery. Right. Yeah, I agree. exactly. And yeah, <laughs> I think Lost had a lot of plot lines that they just couldn't tie up. So they just kind of, you know what? We're gonna hand wave Fuck that, it. and we're gonna focus on the characters. And it disappointed a lot of people. Yeah. So no, absolutely. You mentioned uh, um, especially with how compelling some of those mysteries could have been. Yeah. For and sure. that's yeah, definitely. You mentioned that there was a polar bear in this. 
Yes, uh, yeah. so there's a polar bear that shows up in season one, and you're like, what the fuck? We're on a, we're on a tropical island. Why is there a polar bear? Okay, now well, I gotta ask, what the fuck is up with hack TV shows and polar bears? Because now we've seen it in Lost, and now we've seen it in... I completely forgot this was in Game of Thrones. I don't remember if it actually was, but I remember seeing D&D. Yeah, D&D were in interviews, and they were like, we just, you know, for seasons and seasons, we just wanted our fucking zombie polar bear. Yeah, that's just, we just kept begging for it every season. We just wanted that goddamn zombie polar bear. Like, well, they had the Why? Why? It's just they like do that, ex- it's they like do that explain fucking the screenwriter who did Wild Wild West, who Kevin Smith knew, who just wanted to put a giant oh. robot spider in everything. Like, <laughs> I, I, what hey, is man, you gotta have bear? a gimmick, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but were you, they explained the polar bear by what? Um, they they're doing research on the island because of all its mysterious properties, and part of that research is on animals. So okay. they bring <laughs> polar bears there. See, and like now you've answered the question boringly. Like, right? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So even the, some of the plot lines they did yeah. tie up were like not that exciting. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a wildlife I, yeah, refugee. Sure. What, what's what's the issue? <laughs> yeah, I could have. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, dude, like I mean, like I said, I I still love Lost, even though it has a uh, a disappointing ending. Um, so there's because, no love like lost? I said, that the characters are are great, and it did have some very revolutionary stuff um, that they were oh, doing yeah. at the time, uh, like in, in television, you know. To, oh, right, so. right. In television, that was a terrible video game console. Moving on, Jesus. In television. <laughs> All right. Next. Roseanne. Oh, one, of the, one of the first <laughs> times that like a show you don't have to put on a red light oh i don't <laughs> want to think it's about roseanne Barr as a hooker but okay <laughs> yeah that's interesting probably one of the first times like major times in you know tv history where an ending was so mm, i feel like this is one of those endings that was left people speech like what the fuck did i just what? watch and i'll explain yeah. why so i'm a big roseanne fan um i really liked when they rebooted it like we can go back and forth over what roseanne meant um when she called was it maxine waters um look like a monkey you know she said she believed she was white at the time like i i don't know joe rogan believes her and i tend to like joe <laughs> so i whatever i like joe rogan, I like joe joe rogan a lot. i'm sorry he thought she thought that maxine waters was white yeah are you talking about Valerie Jarrett? Valerie Jarrett, yes. Maxine Waters, <laughs> Maxine Waters, Maxine Waters is, is far from what? Not Maxine <laughs> Waters. Yes, Valerie. Um, okay. Anywho, <laughs> right. um, so I was looking forward to it, but they kicked her off, and like I think the Connors didn't do well. Like Roseanne is at the center of it. And yes, if you listen to interviews of Roseanne today, she's insane. She's nuts. But like, oh, yeah. go back and watch her from the 80s. That, like, you have all these, um, you have all these female comedians. Not now. There are plenty of good ones. Like, there are, like, shit, there are a lot of good ones. But, like, a lot of the ones nowadays <laughs> have the same issue of, like, well, I got to be just as crass as the boys, ignoring that there are plenty of male comedians that aren't like that. So you have people like Amy Schumer, who's just a hack, and it's just obnoxious. But you go back to the 80s, and you watch, in the 70s, and watch, like, um, Roseanne doing stand-up. She managed to pull that off really fucking well, because she has this, like... I don't know, like this blue collar opinion of things that's just like, I'm this blue collar housewife and I'm fed up. And it really, really worked at the time. And so um, it's incredible because, you know, obviously we had people like Lucille Ball and stuff, you know, Carol Burnett that like really, really pushed the industry in terms of female comedians. Sure. But like now it's been a long time since we've had a real female lead. You've had like moms in TV shows who are just as important as the dads. But now, once again, we're going to give the lead. We're going to name the show after the fe- after the woman. 
Mm-hmm. Like she got that shit done. So now we have this show and it's very much like carries over Roseanne's persona. Um, and that's the whole reason I brought up like the background of her is it's a mm-hmm. lower middle class family, mm-hmm. blue collar family, just down to earth, you know, everyday struggle. Sometimes it gets a little silly, but it's a sitcom, you know, sure. John Goodman's yeah. fucking phenomenal and everything. Her yes. and John Goodman and three kids and her sister and everything else. And so for several seasons, this goes on forever. Like I think eight seasons. And then the ninth is the last one, I believe. So you have eight seasons, yes, just down to earth. earth, down to earth TV show. And regular looking people too. Regular like, looking people. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. They look normal. Yeah. They look like normal. They weren't, yeah, they yeah. weren't just like fucking they, like they gorgeous Hollywood heads. types. Well, or like a Becky, kind of chubby guy with a hot wife or something. You know, like. I mean, the, right, right. Now, Becky, <laughs> Becky, the <laughs> right. oldest daughter, was hot when she got older. But like, um, that's because she was played by, um, well, we'll get to that because I'm gonna make a joke about it later. But um, <laughs> then all of a sudden you get to the um, the tuned. end of the eighth season and John Goodman, Dan, he has a heart attack and survives. And um, then we have the ninth season where there's something about an affair. Dan moves to California. Roseanne wins the lottery. And then it just goes off the rails. I think Steven Seagal, like, shows up as himself. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a whole episode centered around, like, Disneyland um, or Disney World, one of the two. I remember there were, this, I watched it, like, every night when it was on Nick at Night. And so, like, I followed it as it happened. But like I think there was something we're on a cruise or something, and there was like a murder mystery. Like it got really, really fucking they did off go the on rails. A cruise at some point, I think yeah. it was a cruise, yeah. And there was some <laughs> weird, surreal moment in that. And then you get to the end of the final episode, and it's like the whole family and family friends that have been Sorry, in the series guys. since the beginning, and they're all standing around a table eating Chinese food, mm-hmm. arguing the difference between lo mein and chow mein. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Roseanne starts narrating over the scene. And talking about how my mom wasn't actually a lesbian. She was like this. My sister Jackie, you know, I wrote her with a lot of men in this, you know, in my story, in my book. But um, in reality, she's a lesbian. Um, This person does this. This person does this. Um, So she's just straight up, like, hijacking the show and narrating stuff. Narrating over it. Yeah, there's a long scene where she's just like. It's like nine minutes she's writing like at a table or something and it's but like her character you know on screen is not saying anything she's just narrating over that explaining like so it's just like a still camera shot of her just like working it's just, at a desk. It's just yeah. like yeah. i don't i don't care and it's like well when dan died and this and, and then that, you find out dan she, died of that heart attack yeah and she was and like she, i couldn't handle the death so it was easier for me to write him in as having left me for another woman dang. like it's just like literally the entire show has just been so bizarre. So yeah, so yeah, Dan's actually dead. Everything's dead. And then like so you go around the table and she's basically telling the true story behind each of the characters around the table. And then at the then after that, as Grady said, then it cuts to her in her like basement, just writing, like finishing her book. I realized that I wasn't gonna go to being a you know, a successful writer unless I put in the work. And then it's just all this self affirmation stuff about like I had to do this and this and this just to be successful and everything, and then it ends. We raised our family to be like this. And yeah, this and this. So, yeah, you know. and and some like cheesy lessons slash like motivational <laughs> things. She said that isn't that, like, the heart of that show. She, <laughs> yeah, she was like, uh, you know, I came away and realized that God definitely does exist, and then he or she is within every Old. person, <laughs> every child. Yeah, and you're like, just like mm-hmm. get super wholesome, like 
Yeah. Well, uh, very like I'm trying to think what the word is. Like preachy. Just weirdly preachy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it just like all of a sudden like it just became this sort of like Chris said like sort of self-affirmation of like all these very bizarre like um uh, like lessons and like the way you should live, you know, we raise our daughters to be respectful and make their own decisions. Like, okay, that's great. And then, yeah, like you said, like the, there is a God, he or she, like, it, it just, <laughs> very odd. It just like, it just took this, such a wild turn. And they ended like with the quote too. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what the quote is. Final, I've, I've got to pull up some quote from Lawrence of Arabia though. T.E. Marks. <laughs> like the, great. It's a great movie. This guy. almost sounds like a troll job. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my question was going to be like, so. Oh, this wait, all... hold on. What's the quote, Grady? I cut you off. Uh, Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that all was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dream with open eyes and make it possible. Okay. I remember my mouth just slowly going agape throughout that entire scene <laughs> what, when I saw it. I was like, what, what, is what exactly happening? does that have to do with the show? <laughs> no, okay, I guess my question, um, and y'all might have made this clear, but just so for my own peace of mind. Let's um, make it clear. Uh, so this episode that we're talking about with the narration happened after the incident of the monkey comment? No, 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 no. This no, is the old finale. No, this is no, the no, old, no. before this the was, reboot. This was okay. how the show originally ended. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I was unclear on. So so here's what happened. When they rebooted it, I was excited. I was like, they're going to bring it back. And then I stopped and went, but wait, Dan's dead. Canonically, Dan's dead. And Jackie's characters, have been compl- like almost all these characters have been changed. Like who they really are has been revealed. So what, is she going to continue writing the book or picking it up? Like what what is happening? And I would have found a link, but whatever, I'll just describe it. Um, I might provide a link for something else in a minute. But um. What they do is, and I remember they announced it in the trailer because everyone's asking him, how do you do this? The first main question is, Dan's dead. And it just shows them in bed, and Dan's like, and then Roseanne's like, Dan! (laughs) Oh, good, I thought you were dead. And he just goes, why does everyone keep thinking that? And um, it just gets written off completely. And then eventually, (laughs) later on that episode, in the first episode of that new season, they walk over um, to, like, they're in the garage, and they go, and then Dan, like, picks up a book she wrote, and he just goes, you know, we could have made a lot of money off of this. She goes, ah, throw it in the trash. <laughs> and no, so like, they're just like, we're completely cutting ties with, with that old Rose Ed. That's not a bad idea. No, yeah. I really like how they, because the, the thing is, and a lot of people, you know, other than that really goofy ending and the how surreal that final season was, they did do things that, like, kind of broke the fourth wall from time to time. Yeah. And one of my favorites is actually, so, um, Seeing as you mentioned Scrubs earlier, Josh, that you were willing to go home and do that, one of the best characters on Scrubs played by Sarah Chalk because she's yep. gorgeous. She is. So, um, <laughs> so um, what happened on the show was uh, the oldest daughter Becky was originally played by um, Lacey Gorenson, but then she left the show and she was replaced by Sarah Chalk because they looked so much alike. Hmm. And later on, Lacey Gorenson came back before the original show ended, and in that whole episode where she comes back, every time she enters the room. If someone, like, if one of the other characters hasn't seen her yet, they'll go, where the hell have you been? And she goes, <laughs> that's why funny. does everyone keep asking me that? And um, that just gets, a, that's a running gag throughout the episode. And at the very end, they have, like, a little, like, show tune thing. Not played, it's just, like, singers over, like, black and white footage of Sarah Chalk and Lacey Gordonson right next to each other in different scenes. It's like, they look alike, they act alike, it's the two Beckys! Like, it's cute that's, yeah, but, that's um, nice yeah. so the show has ways of getting around like inconsistencies but um 
Well, it's nice when you're self-aware. Yeah. Being, yeah. being self-aware, media, TV shows that, that, that know what they are and, like, embrace what they are and, like, how people view them are successful because you're not trying to be something that it, that it's never been. Yeah. You know, you which is what made... Audience, yeah. Which is them. what made that last episode so bizarre is that all of a sudden this show is doing something that it's never it been before. It grinds yeah. to a halt to retcon everything. Yeah. yeah, that's never that's, that's never yeah, a good that's, direction that's to go. That's a great way. That's yeah. a great way to phrase it. It literally just like crashes into a wall just to remove everything, <laughs> that and then just the explains yes. it. <laughs> yeah, like it crashes into the wall, and you can literally see the ghost of the show like lifting up into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. It just didn't seem to be. There didn't seem to be a real point to no, making no, it mm-hmm. fictional. Like, cause, right. okay, uh, well, I mean, of course the show is fictional, but like fiction within fiction, right? So the show is presenting you the fictional outcome within this world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like, unless no... you're making a show that is intentionally trying to get you to question, you know, the, yes. what is reality or right. like Westworld style or man in the high castle or something, yeah. you know, which or they lost. do and they do well like that, but that's what they're about. Like there were drops throughout Roseanne. the entire show that it was being written as it was being told and maybe, but no, it wasn't. It just comes out of nowhere. And, um, then they brought the show back and threw all that in the trash and everything we thought was true was true. And then, you know, then the incident happened, and now we won't really get another right. conclusion. So now they have killed Roseanne. She's OD'd yeah. on painkillers or something, and they made it a thing about the opioid crisis. Yeah, they made it a thing about the opioid crisis. Huh. Um, well, I guess that's... If you gotta do it, I guess try to get something out of it. Interesting. So... Um, I mean, it's 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 literally one step away from being the it-was-all-a-dream ending. Oh, might as well be. <laughs> um, but what is... What is um, I said I'd put it right above it's not a dream because they at least did something different than just having someone wake up, but it's still terrible. Well, I mean, you could have, you, you know, you could say someone just woke up. You could say the entire thing was a book. Or, or a you could, or you could, uh, <laughs> yeah, or the entire thing could be the imagination of an autistic child. St. Elsewhere. Yeah. I, like I brought that up um, when we first started talking about these things. And they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's how it ends, Chris. I was like, yeah. They go, well, what's the show about? And I went, no idea. All I know it's is a, how, like a hospital drama. It's a hospital drama, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Man. But yeah, that's the way it's, it ends. Is like the whole thing pans out, and there's like a snow globe with the mo- like a model of the hospital inside. Orson Welles says Rosebud. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's a weird one. That is that's a curveball. And it turns right. out Orson Welles was the autistic child inside of all of us. How do you think uh, he learned to do all those camera shots? He was just he saw course. things differently. Yeah, how Orson Welles does exist, and he's an autistic child inside of each one. A so fat autistic child in all of us. <laughs> and Roseanne uh, narrated that part. Uh, that was also part of her narration. So We mentioned it, but uh, you know, some people think Sopranos is bad. I personally love the ending of Sopranos. I, I like that. That you Ooh, were so happened? invested in that you um, rented every season from the library at A&M, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I, yeah, basically, like there was like a month where I was... In fact... A little anecdote time, uh, since we're, you know, we're doing all right on time. But, uh, so, I, you know, so yeah, I was, I was renting them from the A&M library, and um, I, you know, usually was pretty good about, like, knowing, like, how many episodes I had left of a season. So I knew if I needed to swing by the library or whatever. Um, but, of course, you know, it's, it's on campus, so the libraries are open all night, you know, all day, all night. And it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. All day, every day. And I had, and I had finished one of the seasons, but I didn't realize it was a half season. 
and so like the box set had been split into two so i finished like the first half of that season or whatever so i had to i I swear to god it's like three o'clock in the morning i'm walking my ass back over to uh the library to rent the second half out (laughs) uh commitment. did you get shot and the screen cut to black maybe that's yeah and this goes back to what you were saying about ambiguity versus dropping a storyline because like this does conclude things regardless of the view you take no matter how it ends the story's told (laughs) exactly fair enough like the orthodox view is that he does get clipped in the end exactly and it's the guy in the members only you know whatever like that's that's how it's drawn out you know canonically that's probably what happened right it even hints to that because like he at that point tony knows like his days are probably numbered. So oh, he said it before. Yeah. Uh, the only yeah. way this ends is dead or in jail. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he knows that one way or the other, this is how it's going to happen. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go enjoy a meal with my family. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to spend time with my family. And like, it, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's a, I always thought it was a nice conclusion. It's the end. I mean, it, there's, there's, yeah, like you said, this is the there's end. no, because the alternative interpretation, right. Or one of the main alternatives mm-hmm. is that it just Han shot first goes on. Um, Right. Life continues. He's always looking over his shoulder, and he'll die that way sometime. And then one day, exactly. John Wilkes Booth finally got him. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Semper Sopranos. I think, yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> brings up a good the point. Sun doesn't Soprano. The Sun doesn't Sopranos. Whether or not uh, you enjoyed how it ended, it did end. And, I mean, just mm-hmm. to, to quickly kind of segue into a couple of our honorable mentions yeah. or dishonorable mentions, however you want to put it. There are some shows out there that just never got an ending. Oh, Firefly. Oh. And that is incredibly disappointing. Like, yeah. that's just imagine, like... Imagine not knowing that. And the last thing you see from that series, other than the movie, is a creepy dude who's been sent to their ship to kill them, floating around in space going, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, yeah I, what does he uh, say at the end? I don't even remember. So you're talking fly, Firefly, just in case anyone yeah. missed that. Yeah, it, it got the one season, it was brilliant, and then it just didn't come back. Who had there. low ratings? Yeah, because Fox is like, mm, let's just air these episodes out of order and frustrate everybody. That'll work, right? And let's just, yeah, back it up against, you know, on our, our poor times and... Yeah, yeah. same thing they did to Arrested Development. They didn't air Arrested Development out of order, but they did keep putting it in shit times. <laughs> and uh, I think Deadwood also ended that way uh, as a series. Is yeah. I mean, they there's a movie. They were pseudo concluding a plot line. Don't but it say was not... shit because I haven't watched it. I'm gonna watch it now no, on HBO again. I'm not trying to. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna be um, spoiling. Yeah, I'm not gonna ruin anything. Uh, they were uh, like I was saying. They were pseudo ending a plot line. <laughs> But it was in no way, in my opinion, a finale for the series. Yeah. And it was only three seasons, so it, it stands to reason somehow it didn't get picked back up. Yeah. It's getting a but movie now. they are getting a movie, so that, that is exciting. Three seasons in a movie. I bet, yeah. But um, some shows know when to end, some shows don't know when to end. and Some shows don't get to end. Scrubs, is, I think, is a good segue into in, into moving into good endings because the original ending for scrubs is great yes <laughs> was it like season six Don't season nine how i think ends. it is eight he, eight or nine and then they come back with another one and yeah it's when he leaves uh it's when jd's leaving sacred heart um sacred heart yes and he's gonna go you know go to this other hospital with this great this great opportunity um he's walking down the hallways of of sacred heart and you know all the people are lined up and he's narrating you know all these experiences and you know very jd like mm-hmm. narration and then he he walks out at the end of the hospital and he gets this like projection it's like it's like projecting onto his face and he's like watching this projection of like what his future right. could possibly what be is like growing up with his kids growing old <laughs> mm-hmm. with elliot and yeah. yeah all that stuff and it's beautiful it's 
It's yes. beautiful. It's so great. It's so simple. It's cheesy like the show's supposed to be. It's sentimental the way the show has always been. And he, it's great. And he ties up all that that episode ties up all of his relationships that he's made through the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. the little dumb ones that like you wouldn't yeah. think it's that still, like yeah. all the people in the hallway you you know honors like, what the characters were. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That was something that the show was really good beautiful. at was like eventually finding ways for other characters to have a relationship. But like I really liked the yeah. episode with the janitor and Doctor Cox and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Where he sees how important the janitor is because he actually talks to people and spends time with them and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But then of course the show continued and it was awful. Yes. The- <laughs> okay, so I remember I I, not, I don't think I've actually seen the finale. I was watching them in syndication on Comedy Central when I get home from school. Yeah, oh, okay. um, I was watching it like that, and then I remember I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess the show was about to end," and I I think I missed the ending because the late the further the show went, I thought it went more off the rails, and I didn't think it was funny anymore. Like I remember getting to the fairy tale episode and going, "I don't like this at all." <laughs> but um, I remember well, you I was don't like, know well, what to. I, I thought I was gonna get around to watching the finale, and I was like, "That does what I've heard sounds interesting." And then they announced we're actually bringing it back with three new people, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" Yeah would care you spend this many seasons with these characters that you've grown to love and then you just think you can throw in new people and it'll work well they try to they try to do that that really you know they, they try to like wean you off of the old right. characters so like they're, they're still very present at the beginning and then as the show progresses they kind of slowly like take them out more and more and more and more and yeah more. they yeah, take but... them out if you know what i mean <laughs> but it's still not good but yeah they they uh, should have let let it lie and yeah, uh that's and just yes. You know, been happy with wrapping this the series. You been happy, have done well, yeah. and then now there's this stain on on Scrubs because there's this extra season that was pretty garbage. But again, it doesn't. It's not as bad as the ones we've discussed earlier that yes. ruined the whole yes. show. You know, <laughs> sure, right? Sure, yeah, exactly. because it still you, had, you, it still had it still had it still has ending. an ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What yeah. Did, does anyone know how the the re, like the continued seasons? Did they, anyone know how it ends there? There's, there was only one, and it didn't. I think they just kind of stopped. It just, just kind of stops. It, it yeah. didn't have an end either. Like okay, it didn't good. get picked back up. I think. So now it's a hell with no end. Excellent. Yeah. So. Just like our lives. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. it'll integrate. Exactly. I found a way. <laughs> so there's always an end. There's always an end. But it seems like we, you know, we're 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 sort of hinting at this this theme throughout this podcast that ultimately will kind of be our final takeaway, knowing when to end. Um, <laughs> we never do. So uh, <laughs> before we move on to our good endings, because we need some TV palate shows. cleansers after all this trash. Yeah, we, uh, I've, of course... Quit eating trash, um, dude. That's gross. Have to mention... I can't help it! This episode of the Sagely Stage Stooges is being brought to you by microphone brand microphones. Do you need something recorded? Do you need something that's fallen off the back of a truck? Do you need... <laughs> Do you need something Chinese? Do you need something that will record your audio, your voice, your music, or whatever else and you need? And send it straight to the Chinese government? Then you need microphone brand microphones. It's a microphone. For your voice. For your health. The exclusive microphone of solo duets. <laughs> I like I like that Chris was playing like the uh the subscript back there. Like, you know, the fine print. The hype. <laughs> <laughs> That's falling off of a truck. Warning, these microphones may transmit all their information to the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah let's talk about uh, some bad endings wait <laughs> we were talking about the good endings all along <laughs> what, what, that would have been a great way to do it is we talk bad endings and then we just get worse endings 
<laughs> we talk about Breaking Bad as though it were a bad ending. It's not. It's great. Why don't you tell yeah. us why it's great, Stephen? I would love to hear your opinions. Yeah, it's you know I I've just recently watched Breaking Bad. I'm one of those fools who didn't watch it for years and years oh, and wow. years. Um, yeah, he's a silly he hasn't man. finished Game of Thrones. Either, and, hence why he wasn't on our Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. By the way, our buddy James sent me a picture earlier. Um, he said, "Hey, this going back to what y'all talked about in Game of Thrones. I think this is accurate." And it was a picture of like a really crazy artistic representation of the Night King, um, juxtaposition mm. next to a picture of the Ice King from adventure time and it said um what we expected and what we got and i said james this is i said james this isn't accurate the night king um the ice king has a personality and a backstory yeah the, the ice king is compelling the ice king has a the ice king has stuff that makes me interested yeah that's funny oh, yeah. he did text me and he was like oof a hard look it was a bad look for you on the uh, game of thrones uh thing i was like what what do you mean he was like i think you were referred to something along the lines of stephen the impotence yes. <laughs> I was like, huh, look. well, that uh, that sounds about right. Well, we were going and at also, it. Also, I didn't listen to because, it. So. Well, well Stephen, the reason is because you were well. One, you weren't the one who were the one who wasn't there. But it was a take on the fact that, like, of course, because Brand gets called Brand the Broken. But the right. thing is, when Sansa refuses to kneel, she's like, okay, everybody else is fine with him being king, but the North is gonna go back to being independent kingdom. So sorry, little yeah. brother. I'm not, you know, we're going to be our own Suck thing. It. Also, by the way, everybody, you know his dick doesn't work, right? So we yeah. can't have heirs. And it just goes, whoa! <laughs> one, how do you Uncalled. know it doesn't work? He just Low blow, his, man. Like, Literally. One, we know his legs don't work, but no one's ever said his penis doesn't work. Plus, and he can two, just impregnate you with, like, something he wargs into, right? <laughs> like a wolf! Oh, oh God. <laughs> wow, no, he can yeah. warg into people. Come on, guys. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> no, but, um... Yes, like getting like you're not in the gutter when you think about Bran morging into another human to impregnate somebody else. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. That's yeah, no, totally that's, that's fine. That's above that board. Kosher. Chill out. That's totally that is more fine. Kosher than... There but, is a fan no, theory sure. out there, definitely. Sure. Bearfucker, do you need assistance? <laughs> uh, super troopers there yeah. for you. Uh, <laughs> no, but um. Anyway, Stephen, the point was we were like really taken aback by Sansa being like, "You guys really gonna make him king?" Oh, by the way, his dick doesn't work. Like, what was? Oh, the... he can't fuck. Like, why would you tell people that? That's just mean. Gratuitous. It's like yeah. we all probably <laughs> kind of assumed because he's paralyzed below the waist, but you know, you don't have to bring it up. Yeah, come on. I mean, you, rub it in. if you can milk a cow, you can jerk off a cripple boy. <laughs> Oh God! That's what they say. I don't know who they are, but they rip, say that. Rip Torn. That's a direct quote. From Rip oh, Torn. it's the and in the hit movie uh, Game of Dodgeball. So that's how you got. Uh, oh, is that what he that's says? How you got the yeah. I remember now. The impotent. Right. So yes, of course. That's why. Of course. Because you know yeah. there was no reason to say it, but then we told the world you were impotent. Right. Yeah. Right. Thanks. For that. You're welcome. A lot, like a lot of things, there's really no reason for it, but we do it anyway. We're also declaring right. the podcast an independent kingdom, and you can go rule on your own. So, all right. My <laughs> swimmers have moving small on. Tails. So Steven. Breaking Bad. So Stephen, yeah. now that we've completely emasculated <laughs> you, why don't we act like? Why don't we continue to do so by pretending like we care about your opinion here? Sure. Okay. Um. So, the thing I think was I, I don't know how to set this up, especially you know. Do some meth. We've all we've all we've we've all seen Breaking Bad, so no, <laughs> so no one really needs to be sort of like filled in on the on the gaps. But you know, you go through all of Breaking Bad, and you find yourself probably despite yourself in a lot of times yeah. rooting for Walt. Yeah, um, he's your hero. He's the he's the hero of the show. He's the guy. Um, There's a good YouTube I, channel called Wisecrack, and they actually just put out a video the other day about why we get like 
positively invested in people sociopaths like that chick who mm -hmm. uh, sold everybody on that fake blood testing machine um oh, yeah. and how like the fire like why we get invested in people like that and i think it mm -hmm. kind of goes to that like the psychology behind it like because oh, we've yeah, seen like him a tony soprano character yeah. Or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen and the other thing is we've seen walt go from a good guy a little self-interested like well he has self-esteem issues essentially um mm -hmm. yeah. and we've seen him slowly transform successfully and i'll let you speak more right. to that well it's right. kind of the age of the anti-hero right yeah we right and i think that Exactly. So that's the thing is that, you know, he's like a little, you know, so he's got those, he's had those self-esteem issues. And as he, as he, you know, succeeds and as he realizes, you know, that he's good at this, you know, his confidence starts to grow and he starts, starts to grow mm -hmm. and he, he, you know, he starts to be, feel the power that he sort of built up around the skill that he I'm has this to, intelligent you know. and I was never given my due. In fact, I was ripped off by my former partners, but guess what? Who's laughing now? Like, yeah, exactly. The little guy exactly. who finally gets, you know what it is? It's um all the nerds who were picked on in the 80s and 90s who then got a lot of power on the internet and then became like total monsters. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then and essentially that's we need the bullies back, giving them wedgies and shoving them in lockers, guys. <laughs> Is that so Walter you're you're gonna advocate through... bullying on the podcast? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> just clarify. You know, through obviously his own, you know, his own smarts, his his own skills, but also a significant amount of luck. Yes. Yeah, Walter finds himself succeeding just over and over and over again. And when it finally crumbles, when everything finally comes to a head and, you know, his family is taken away and, you know, he's finally on the run and, you know, he has to, you know, go and, you know, go to Saul and, you know, hey, I need the guy to, you know, give me a new identity, all that stuff. And that oh, scene when, the bat, when he's threatening Saul in the basement, he's like, we're not <sighs> finished. Because, <laughs> yeah. by the way, we didn't mention he has lung cancer and it's come back. Um, right. And well, then Saul, I mean, Bob on. Odenkirk, who who knew he would be this fucking phenomenal of a dramatic actor? Mm -hmm. just dude, like, he nails it, dude. No, Walt, it is done, and just it is walks over. away. <laughs> and you know, you know, the ending. He finally tries to, you know, he he tries to make things right in his own head to some degree. You know, get his revenge. You know, kind of clean up his loose ends. All this kind of stuff. Save Jesse. And, Saves Jesse. Um, well, I think the scene with Skyler is is what cements. I it was for just me. about to say that. In fact, shit, let's put in that scene where he's not necessarily the build up to it, but where he's talking mm -hmm. to Skyler. Skyler, all the things that I did, you need to understand. If I have to hear one more time that you did this for the family. I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it. And I was really I was alive. Where he finally yeah, the actual... where he finally because oh, yeah, that's yeah. all anyone's ever wanted from him. Walt, just admit why you're doing it. And then he goes on, right. I could tell you that I did it because I wanted to save the family. That, you know, I wanted y'all to be taken care of you know, after I'm gone. And to an extent, that's true. Yeah. But really, I'm good at I it. did it because yeah. I liked it. Yeah, he likes yeah, it. I did it because I was good at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so 
so well fucking done. He's lied to himself the whole time, and he finally and that yeah no that's a good point. You know, admits it like yeah. you know out loud. You can tell that Skyler appreciates it, but at, at that point, it's like way too far gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now I mean, now he's he and and that I know that I think that's that's a great point, Josh. I think that is the moment. That's the moment where he transitions from the hero to the villain. Right. Like that's the moment where you're like, oh. He he knows right. this is it, you know. This well, is, su- he's done yeah, it. You're not surprised by it, but you're like, okay, and now it's time for him to go ahead and go into his. It's time for him to go. Right. Triggers the ending, and he knows, and he expects the ending. where he's where he's realized that I've been making excuses. I'm the good guy. I'm trying to help my family. Everything I've ever done is in the interest of helping my family. I don't care if I have to poison a kid. I don't care if I have to do this. I don't care mm-hmm. if I have to let my partner's girlfriend die of ODing. I'm doing it for my family. I don't care if I have to let Jessica Jones die. Like um. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes to terms with it at the end he's like no i've been lying to myself and now that i've seen clearly now that i've lost everything i'm going to find a way to get my my money to to my to family my son. yeah to actually which, do what i which is one of the things he does doing. because his partners are assholes okay oh yeah the way Gigantic. how condescending they are yeah and like um and my partners i mean the people who he partnered yeah, with a long time gray matter his partners. original yeah. partners yeah, yeah. Who, yeah started the company gray matter and he holds him hostage he literally has two of the biggest idiots in the entire show badger and what's his name <laughs> oh, like, i love badger. With a laser pointer <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> yeah slim or... i'm gonna have you both killed if you don't do what i what i say you're gonna open up a charity in my name and or in your name and say that it's for the victims of meth that i've caused and then you're gonna funnel you're gonna funnel it all to them all to my son yeah yeah, yeah and um manages to do that and then he jesse who at this point fucking hates him and they've had that relationship since the beginning he's being held hostage by what what were they like white supremacists or something yes yeah they were yeah yeah, they were neo-nazis yeah yeah and they're having him cook meth and they had him trapped in a hole in the ground and he's like i'm gonna go save jesse and then i'm done and that fucking light machine gun (laughs) he has rigged to the trunk of his car that just sweeps the inside of that that is so badass just macgyver shit you know and freaking todd gets owned oh it's oh yeah todd fucking dickhead (laughs) meth damon yeah meth damon (laughs) (laughs) yes that's right he gets owned and yet he plays like the most Uh, gentle guy when he was in fargo (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's well, and he's even like a sweet character demeanor wise. He's always very gentle, and then he'll just yeah. murder a kid in cold blood. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, you know, and that's you know, he goes in, you know, he saves Jesse. Jesse goes, he's sitting there, and you know, all the cops are you know, coming around. He'd just been shot, and he's sitting there with those machines. He's sitting there with all the, all the meth cooking equipment, the, right? the cooking uh, cooking equipment that he you know had just come to love i mean that was that was his that this was his work of art yeah this was his passion was he was like cooking meth. Yeah, i was <laughs> i was a meth kingpin like yeah I, I i made it to the top he built something i just love that you know he puts you know he's got his hand on that on that tank and then he just falls down yeah it just it's it's so yeah, yeah, decisive yeah. it's so conclusive it's, it's it concludes very well it ties up all the loose ends and ultimately the the transition of walter's character honestly mostly in that last episode uh where you you, you that that it goes from where he started all the shit in the middle yeah and then he ties it back around like nope i realize i've been a dickhead I've been doing this because mm-hmm. I like it. I need to actually resolve. I need to do yeah. what I was supposed to do. And and Jesse's really a good kid. He needs, you know. Right. He doesn't deserve this. Right. My family needs that money. That's why I started to do this in the first place. I'm the bad guy. I lost my way. And, yeah. 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 And it's, it's, yeah, it's so smart. And 
I feel like it could have been one of those shows that didn't know when, how to end, didn't know where it was going to go, didn't know how it needed to end, and the fact that they had a predetermined yeah. destination for yeah, we could keep this running. These but characters, it will de- it will ruin the tightness of everything. Yeah. It, it's just perfect. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know and that's what our next show did too. We'll get it's, to that in a minute. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where, of course, if you released another se- season, people are going to watch it, and there's going to be plenty of money. But you know, it won't be as effective. Are you, yeah, are you going to stay true to the story, or are you going to just pump out content, kind of thing? You right. know, like, yeah, and they it's going to be padding. Yeah. And they wrap things up. Um, they give people their last say. They give people their comeuppance, and they don't do right, it in a exactly. cheesy way. Yeah, they don't do it in anything corny. Yeah, you know, Walt has his last words and all, and explains himself in that in to to Skyler and everything that kind of monologue. But like, it's done in a powerful way. It's not done when he's like clutching his chest in a police shootout, like yeah. Oh, yeah. everything <laughs> right, I did, right, you know, right, that would have right. been stupid. Oh, I was wrong. Like, all exactly. Along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, they did it in a way that like worked uh, st- story wise, was coherent, was powerful, and still gave you, you know, and, and gave everybody the closure that they that they wanted to see. And it was like on his terms, kind of as well, you know, like to a degree. I, it 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 was definitely the moment, you know, when he calls his son. His son's like, you know, fuck off, essentially. Where he's like, "Oh, huh, everyone hates me." Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Why literally everyone hates just me. Just go and die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I fucking hate you. So yeah, yeah cerebral palsy. I'm not trying to make fun of people. Yeah. That was that that almost hurt. Like watching that, like that. Oh yeah, sucks. for sure. I remember um, when Dad finally finished it on Netflix, and I came home and was like, "Oh, you finished it?" And I was like, "What'd you think?" And he just went, "Well, I gotta say, man, it was." Definitely time for him to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that and I love that. I love yeah. that so much because you're watching that and you're like, God damn it, Walt, you are a son of a bitch. Right. Like you really start to feel that like, God damn it, you are a terrible when he, person. When he let I mean, you knew he was gonna become a bad guy. When he let Jesse's girlfriend die, I was like, <clears throat> Okay, that was really shitty, but she's that's also hard. like a shitty human too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like whatever. But once he poisoned the kid for the sole purpose yeah. of like the kid lives. But like once you once you find out he poisoned the kid just to yeah. pull everyone off, like you know, yeah, the, just to, just as a distraction, as a distraction, like yeah. well, it's it's such Whoa. a good they build it because it is that that's what's so beautiful about the show is at the beginning you're we well, also did it to frame the other people. It could only been them, Jesse, or something like that. Like yeah, mm. what well, well what I was saying is like it's it's a great turn at the end because you are on his side for so long, like you were saying, Stephen. And mm-hmm. you turn the hero into someone that the audience themselves can't That's even true. excuse away anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, exactly. no, that dude exactly. sucks, and he they, needs to they, die. They, and they've made they point, and that's oh, I really love that point, Josh. Both of you, like, because that's the thing, because they literally did do that to everybody. They pulled everyone into this character. Like, look, he's just a good guy. Well, that was kind of shitty, but come on, he's he's just trying to do this. Oh, he let okay, that girl he die. Drug like, and then person. at the end, it lets them all, like it lets the writers point back at the audience and say, this was the man you've been defending this. Yeah. Can you still time. defend him? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and then as soon, you know, I mean, obviously Jesse turning away from Walt was a big moment where you're like, wow, this guy has been behind him for so long. And then his son, who obviously doesn't know everything, but has always been, you know, always defending mm-hmm. yeah. his father. Until, you know, all this finally happens and he doesn't even, you know, he can't even forgive Walter for what he's done. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, you, you it does, it, turn, it turns a lot of it around. That's, you know, like, look, all of these people who, uh, like, have been affected, all of these people who have been so, so hurt and by, by all of these actions, like. And his ego, like, 
that that <laughs> fight Heisenberg. was Heisenberg. Yeah. Gus would have 100% taken name. care of him if he hadn't oh, yeah. been a dick. Yep. Gus is like a decent human being. <laughs> as far as he can be, anyway. Gus is pretty bloodthirsty. <laughs> and will slit a guy's throat for no fat Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, he runs a giant meth empire. But, like, you watch him in Better Call Saul and he cares about, like, his normal employees right, and shit. Right. I'm sure he he's, can wall it off, but he's still. He's a sociopath. Well, yes, of yeah. course. I know. But I'm saying, like, if Walt hadn't been, like, a total monster and, like, and he just did what he was told. <laughs> like, yeah. everything probably yeah. would have turned out okay. Just been fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's the ego. Like you said, as he gets, as, yeah. I mean, His as ego he takes gets better at it, as he realizes he's good at it, you know, that, that meek, you know, man in his underwear out in the middle of the desert is gone. Oh, yeah. it's a and, far cry oh, from yeah. that. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's building his own, his well, it's, own empire. It's the know. pendulum swinging all the way back because he has been pushed, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, uh, chemistry teacher at a high school when he had created mm-hmm. this multi-million dollar you know company so true it's it's him you know coming back and being like i know yeah. that i can do you know anyway yeah absolutely but yeah i've worked for this i deserve right. this. this is mine as yep. a person who's riddled with insecurities i often wonder if the same thing would happen to me if i managed to find a modicum of success well learn how to make meth dude okay <laughs> i think even just <laughs> i think even just the yeah, fact we'll make a youtube series <laughs> for that it. we have you know we all kind of came into this conversation thinking you know along the same lines and then we've all kind of come away like oh yeah that's such a good like yeah. blah 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 mm-hmm. i think for was it six seasons five uh, yeah five it's or five six. seasons no you know, um, f- the last season was broke it was split up like oh that's for right. a year right. or yeah, something yeah, yeah, there was right. like a year right, between right. the first half and oh, the yeah. second half so i mean and then we've been able to talk about it for this long you know for i mean obviously it's a lot of content but it's not you know in the grand scheme of TV shows that run forever and ever and ever. True. You know, it's just it's such a good story. And, it's so good. And all the and acting is so phenomenal. perfectly. It's such a great mirror of itself. It was tightly it, written like, and it knew when it and it knew when to end, just like another show on our list. Yeah. These 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 TV shows, like the next one on our list, that write themselves and present themselves as just well told stories with a definitive beginning and, and, a, definitive and a definitive ending. End. And you know what? Yeah. Fuck it, before we announce this next show, play like five seconds of the theme song. Go. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Justified, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, oh, we also need so to much. eventually play uh, You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. In the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky that's the place where I trace my bloodline, and it's there I read on a hillside gravestone. You will never leave Harlan alive. Oh, oh that's I just the, got goosebumps. That's at the end of the first season, I think, right? Uh, well, it comes back, I think, towards the end. end of one oh, of the it seasons. comes back near the end. Yeah. So, yeah. It's after somebody dies. It's not his dad, right? It's not Art. I don't Arlo. recall. Arlo. It's not Arlo. It's not Arlo. I think it was earlier. Whatever. I don't know. It's it, it's not the first season. It might be the second. It, it comes in and out, as far as I can remember. But anyway, well, it's great. They reprise it with a different version later. Yeah. Um, God. That, oh, so that's cool. also where I discovered Jillian Welch. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. no, uh, Justified... That is a show. So my dad um, is the reason I'm into westerns, and um, he loves that 
theme, you know, that theme in any situation. So like cowboys he, and aliens? He, no, <laughs> but like, a, <laughs> but like, um, he discovered Justified on FX. He saw the trailers for it and watched the first episode and called me and was like, "You need to, you need to watch this show." So I went and watched it and I was like, "Oh my god!" And from that point on. Because the thing is, like, with Breaking Bad, I started watching it, like, after a few seasons. I caught up on Netflix and then finished it as it went along. Um, with Justified, it was the show that I was there from the beginning. Every single week it came on, mm-hmm. I was in my on my couch watching it. Yeah. And um, there's a lot that happens, and we could set this up in any number of ways. Um, we're going to focus primarily, just because we, we're looking at how these characters end up, seeing as we're talking about endings, um, we're focus- we're primarily focusing on the following characters. We have Raylan, who's our main guy. He is a um, U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. Um, who's got a cowboy flair, but he's not flashy about it. Um, and he doesn't. And I think it's cool that he's you know in the fame of it being a neo western, he doesn't carry a revolver. He carries a Glock. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have Winona, his ex-wife, who he later has a baby with. Um, and then you have Boyd, who's one of the best villains in any TV show ever. Played by Walter Goggins. I love Walter Goggins. And um, so I would say maybe um, Ava, who's Ava. Um, ma- who was married to Ava Crowder. Ava Crowder. I love that Ava. I also like um, Art, his boss. Um, whenever he meets sees Winona, because Winona is so smoking. Winona. <laughs> Winona. <laughs> um, but um, then you have Ava, who was married to Boyd's brother. And by the time we start the first episode, um, she's about like we don't see it happen but like later on when it does happen like she's already killed um boyd's brother because she was married to him she and he was abused blasted him in the chest with the shot and so after that ava gets involved ava gets involved with boyd and they have a thing and um so the thing that we want to focus on here is that from the very beginning raylan and boyd have had this relationship because they both knew each other both of their dads were pieces of shit and criminals mm-hmm. uh boyd followed in his dad's footsteps raylan hated his dad and went the other way became a cop um and but they dug coal together when they were younger you know you were in kentucky and yeah, uh, lots of coal mines, harlan yeah. kentucky harlan and Lexington. harlan county yeah yeah so um we go through season after season where uh raylan's trying to take boyd down but there's always this other villain that's always mm-hmm. present that kind of mm-hmm. becomes the villain of the season there right. are people who maintain throughout, but Boyd is always Raylan's focus, and he just can't. He seems to slip away. Boyd's always involved, but mm-hmm. there's never that final thing that he can link into, even though Raylan knows what he's doing because he's kind of corrupt in a sense if you look at it from a legal perspective. Not that he's on the take, oh. but he violates civil rights and beats people up and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and the other thing. He doesn't play it by the book. No. Um, <laughs> plays by his own. One of the things that's important to set up is that. Uh, in the first season when Boyd gets out of prison because he starts off running this neo-Nazi gang. I don't know how serious he was about it. I think it was just a way to keep them in line. But he gets out of prison and um, he starts a church and he's like yes. serious about it. It's a little cultish, but like he does, he's talking about Jesus and he's trying to reaffirm everything. But once his people, he kind of gets betrayed because there are people within it who do bad shit. And once the cops come down on it, he immediately reverts back to his criminal ways. And uh, I, I love that first season where he's like, no, Raylan, I'm trying to be good. We're a righteous group. And, and I've always wondered if he actually was, you know. Yeah, it's it's a question. But I, I remember seeing his reaction when the cops show up. And you can see that look on his face of just everything's well, falling like apart. Maybe he was leaning in the right direction and the cops yes. screwed it. Yeah. Um, and then they screwed it up. And um, after this, um, Ava starts a relationship with Boyd. 
So by the time we get to the final season, Boyd's in his doing his dealings. He's usually involved with other people. There are so many great villains in this show. Um, you get to the mm-hmm. final season. By this point, um, Boyd's running a bar that you know is just the front for what he does. Um, and they've kind of lost everything in a sense of Ava's been to prison. Raylan, um, based on you know Boyd's bullshit, Raylan's like, look, if you, I'll let, we'll get you out. But you gotta be an informant for us. Boyd only has a few men left. Most of his, um, the re- most of his family's dead. Several of them died, um, in a failed drug running thing in Mexico. And so he's basically desperate. He's desperate to get Ava back in Ava's good graces. He's desperate to make one final haul so he can leave Harlan. And um, Raylan's just finally trying to catch him. And meanwhile, Raylan's trying to balance his newfound relate. He's gotten back together with his wife. They have a baby girl. Really cute stuff. Um, so by the end of this, this is a long tangled web. Um, I think this is the first time we've ever seen Sam Elliott, the famous actor. If you know, <laughs> no one watches Western movies. He's the guy in big Lebowski at the bar. This is the only time I've ever seen him without a mustache. Um, and he's running. And so we have these subplots about a pizza place with a, that used to be a bank and there's money hidden under Boyd's trying to get it. Some other people are trying to get it. the Dixie mafia are trying to get it. Sam Elliott's character is trying to, you know, buy up a bunch of land so he can finish his, like, pot-selling business. He ratted out somebody. It's really convoluted and complicated. But ultimately, the point is, at this point, there's this one other girl named Loretta who's in this first season, and she's been running drugs. She's really young, but she's a good girl. But she's really, like, you don't screw with her. Like, she's crafty. And there's this whole plot to kind of make her buy up everything and keep these assholes out of Harlan. Mm -hmm. And at this point... Sam Elliott's character is fed up with everything and he has this bodyguard named Boone. And I was telling Steven earlier, Boone kind of reminds me of an, like a fake Raylan Givens because he's also obsessed with being a cowboy, but he doesn't have the same swagger and he's flashy about it. He's really fast with a gun, but he's flashy about it. He doesn't, it's not authentic. He's just really good. And he's a psychopath. So by the end of this, you've had these character relationships all come to a head where Ava's on the run. She's stolen a bunch of money. Boyd's looking for her. He's given up. She shoots Boyd in this final shootout thing and then leaves. And he gets away. You have this great moment in the car. Um, Steven, do you remember where he's in the car with that one guy who he hijacks? And he's this guy's oh, trying to tell him Boyd. about what a piece of shit he is. Like you think you're yeah. like the noble out, you know, the noble criminal, but blah, blah, blah. And he just goes, you haven't listened to a damn thing I've said. Like, Blank. no, yeah. you think I'm some kind of criminal? I'm a goddamn outlaw and just wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're we're all set up for this final showdown with Raylan and Boyd. And Bo- mm-hmm. uh, Raylan's already gone off the like he's already turned in his badge and everything. He's like, I'm done. I'm not doing this by the book. Boyd can't be taken down by the book. It, he's gotten away this many times. I'm just done. I'm ending it now. And he shows up. There's a final gunfight. Boyd's out of bullets. Raylan shows up and he throws Boyd a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, we're ending this. We're ending this right now. And Boyd, he somebody, but here's the yeah. thing. And this is what I was getting at more. This was something I wanted to bring up early. Never really had a chance. It never came up. But like one of the major issues of the game of Thrones was that there were several points in the final seasons where characters stop acting like themselves they start doing irrational shit that doesn't make sense just to further the plot if you look at it from a dramatic standpoint boyd and raylan having a final draw 
dramatically. This would be so powerful. It doesn't work. Raylan wants it, but Boyd doesn't because Boyd is an intelligent criminal and yeah. knows there's no way in hell <laughs> no way he can he's going to beat Raylan in a draw. There's no <laughs> way it's going to happen. He just goes, nah, Raylan, I think this is over. He gets he gets hauled off. Ava's disappeared. Great character, by the way. I fucking love Ava so much. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's good. And um, she went to Limehouse, who, runs, who basically helps battered women um, get out of things. He has his own little clan in the backwoods. In the holler. Fuck with. In the holler. Um, but um, holla. ultimately after that, everything is kind of panned out. Um, I think he's with Loretta. I can't remember exactly. Uh, actually, I think he's with Ava. Ava hasn't. Ava slinks away when this happens. Yeah. So he's got Ava in custody. And we're finally going to wrap up all the loose ends where all of a sudden Boone, that guy I mentioned earlier, who's only in this season, plows mm-hmm. into Raven's car. Gets out, and they face down. And at this point, it's just here's the here's the gunfight you wanted. Yeah, it's not it's not between Boyd and Raylan, but it's it's here with this other guy who's been a a total sociopath. He's the one who's left like rattlesnake heads in Loretta's house and stuff like that. Yeah, and then Raylan and him square off, fire at the same time, and they both go down. And the mark of a good show is one where I'm like. Shit, it could have legitimately ended this way. Raylan's done everything yeah. he set out to do, but mm-hmm. he sacrificed, you know, yeah, his whole position to do it. Like, and this is a man who has always twisted the rules. He has one of the greatest intros in any TV show ever, where he's still a marshal in Miami and <sighs> goes up to the guy. He's like, you know, I am very old west. He goes, I told you to be out of town by noon, and he just goes, I'll go shoot you on sight. I'll shoot you on sight. He goes. Come on, Marshall. We know you're not going to do this. And he's just like, mm-hmm. And then he, 60 seconds. he goes the guy into drawing on him, and then he 30 shoots seconds. him. Yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> it's so... And then, yeah, and then, so, of course, he gets in trouble for that, and they're like, he drew first. It was justified. It was right. justified. Yeah, that's the whole... <laughs> oh, he yes. said it. He said it! He said oh, the my God. God. oh, my God, he said it! He said it! He said it! <laughs> so, anyway, they're both lying still in the street. And this, like, it was... Probably in retrospect, it was short, but like in the moment, it was just this long shot just held on both of them in the street. And for a moment, you're like, oh shit, what if he is? And then slowly Raylan starts to get up, looks at his hat, there's a hole through it, and he looks at Boone bleeding out on the ground, and he just goes, see, try to get fancy with it, man. Um, he's like, <laughs> you always have to be like that. You tried to go for the head. No. Center mass. <laughs> it, yeah, he hit like through the hat, right? Shoot, yeah, like, he shoots through the, the hat. hat. And his whole point was yeah. like, you're trying to be this fan. Get him right between the eyes. Like, no. Like, look. No, just hit him in the chest. Yeah. I just, it, yeah. it took you. Like, look. And the, what was the difference? You were quicker than me. You got all the way to my head. But I went for your center mass. And I got you first. And you missed yeah. because of it. But he did screw up his hat. He did mess up his yeah. iconic hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking my hat back. What season was that? Oh, man. I got to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's yeah. a bunch but, um, of great moments like that. And then yeah. Loretta has a great moment at the end where Boone tries to pick up a gun and shoot him, and she steps on his hand. She and, steps on his yeah. wrist and watches him die, basically. And so at this point, we've had this gunfight. We've had Boyd finally put away. We've seen everyone build. But the, like I said, and one of the things I think is the hardest thing to pull off, and I remember going to a Pixar thing where they were talking about storyboarding. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. 
but he worked on Monsters, Inc. and shit. Jim. Um, mm. And he was talking about, like, if you really want to try, you know, if you really want to try, it's really hard, but you can do a failed character arc. And there is an aspect huh. of that in Raylan's character. I don't like yeah. The Walking Dead, but I think the governor had a phenomenal failed character arc. Yeah. Um, and that would being, we have to keep true to these characters. We can't give you a satisfying ending if it doesn't feel legitimate, if it doesn't feel earned. Sure. Him and Winona were never good for each other. And mm-hmm. the only thing that brought them back together was crazy circumstances and excitement. And then one night of passion leads to having a baby. A baby. Yeah. We flash forward years later. And um, like I said, Ava escapes during that gunfight. No one found her. Mm-hmm. Um, Winona and him did not stay together. Yep. That she, little g- she gets with someone else. She's with somebody else. But that little girl still loves Raylan, and that's what he has to live for now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he has that. He's very yeah. His he and his daughter are very involved. They have, they're involved in each other's lives. Everything blah, blah, blah. works out that way. But him and Winona were never good for each other. And Ava's and, off raising a baby uh, away from Boyd, right? Well, um, Ava yeah. Ava um, is off under a new identity. Raylan finds her, but doesn't say. I think they have a little chat. And she, yeah, uh, he, he, he talks to her, yeah. they talk and she's like, God, you know, you can't tell, you can't tell boy, please don't tell you anyone I'm here. Like, cause that I'm here, that I'm alive and that I have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're right. She has a kid and you know, she's hiding from the authorities cause technically she's still wanted and right. Raylan respects it. He's like, you know what? You know, I go after the law for all these different reasons, but like, uh, there's no point in coming after you. So he leaves her alone. Drives all the way to the prison in which Boyd is. And the whole reason I brought up not just to show his character fall, but to bring up the fact that he was running that church at the beginning, you know, in the first season, is he is now in prison leading a a worship group. Like, legitimately, he is reforming himself. Mm -hmm. And he sits down at the little telephone station, and uh, they're talking to each other. And he just goes, Boyd, I got some bad news. Uh, We found Ava, and she's dead. And... Boyd's obviously upset. She betrayed him, but he's upset. Yeah, he loved he her. He still loved her. He still loved her very much. Mm-hmm. He would have done anything for her. There was that great moment in the last season where she's gonna, she's already kind of over him, but she has to do the informant thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, look, I just figured, you know, I'll get this last score and we'll go anywhere. And she was kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, well, what about Iceland? And he just turns around and goes, well, baby, I don't, gotta, I don't think I've got a coat big enough for that, but I can always get one. <laughs> like he he's devoted to God. He's so smooth in this fucking shit. Yeah, he's got his uh, own moral all, code no, for oh, sure. Here's this: always mind your ABCs. Always be always. cool. cool. <laughs> uh, I love him. <laughs> um, so they're sitting there Walter talking Goggins, on the phone, baby. and he just goes, "But Raylan Givens, I have a question. Why would you come all the way down here just to give me that news in person? Wait a minute, I've got it. It's because we dug coal together." That's right. That's right. And perfect, yeah. perfect bow to everything. Satisfying. Everyone ends up where they needs to be. Everyone acts in character the entire time. And it's it's oh. one of it's one of the best endings where really all the main characters you care about live. You know, like yes. it's yeah. we don't have to get hung up on the someone has to die to give it like purpose right. or gravity. Right. Like I, it, they all live and and their character arcs come across you know just as great so none of our main characters had to drink that apple pie right (laughs) this is the hard part this is the hard part so one thing um you know chris when chris first uh presented justified to me 
Uh, I was like, man, that sounds dumb. <laughs> it sounds like another dumb cop show. Like, I'm not, I'm not big on like you know the whole like true crime stuff. Like, well, I'm like you, eh, and I was like, Stephen, this, I'm, like, I don't like police procedurals. This isn't a police yeah. procedural. <laughs> and so yeah, he, I watched, you know, I watched the first episode. Uh, Did we watch it together? Did I have you watch yeah, it? We, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I was ever at your place there next to Midtown, um, and um, yeah, I was hooked. And it's, I mean, it's so good. Timothy Oliphant is like one of the sexiest men <laughs> as Raylan Given. He's great. He's he's also in Deadwood. Um, so that's that's another high he's point also, in Deadwood. He's also fucking hilarious and justified. Like I was I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was gonna try to get the final season back in to prepare for this. Um and um I just forgot how fucking sh- funny this show gets. Like it's good. I if my parents like heard me dying of laughter because I was on like the first episode of the final season uh yesterday. Mm. And, like, Boyd just bursts into his bar and just goes, I'm starving. I can eat the asshole out of a low-flying duck. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a great show. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and well obviously, rounded. we just spoiled the ending of it. But if you've never it seen it... It doesn't matter. It doesn't even um, matter, it, dude. Exactly. So many exactly. points that we it's, didn't make. You know, so many it's, great spots you know, there, to yeah, get it's there. There's such a good show. There's and, plenty of stuff that happens in yeah. the middle that we didn't spoil. That's not ruined at all. That's just fantastic. Just jaw dropping moments. Like the thing, the thing that's really good. Okay, and this is another point. The thing that's really good about Justified, just as a God, we get to make a whole podcast about Justified. <sighs> I'm um, willing. <laughs> the thing that makes Justified good in, in and of itself is that, like you mentioned, Chris, that you know there are all these like continuing characters. You know, it's always like Raylan versus Boyd. Like always, that is always going on and consistent. And you get people but, like Dewey Crow. You get I'm, exactly. I'm done, you, you get, I'm done doing that. You get these. Each season kind of has its own self-contained little story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the continuous um, so, like, one happening alongside it, or in the background. Yeah, well, not even yeah, just in exactly. the background. It's usually involved. Yeah, it's it. It is influenced right, 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 by right. the smaller stories. They so. tie into each other. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it's like you'll have like the, you have the big long six you know six season storyline, and then there's like these little side stories that are also happening along it, right. and they're so good, and they're each of them on their own has like such good characters, such good villains. I mean, just some surprising great, ones too, like major twists characters. in terms of we've been looking for this person. It turns out this person's been there the whole. It's been time. here the whole time. And yeah, clues that kind of to stuff. it. But like, yeah, what you're saying they were tied in, like, because boy usually ends up working against or for some of these villains. Yeah, in it, some capacity, yeah. he's involved. He's, he's involved, always yeah. involved. But you know, yeah. from the get go, when other villains start showing up, that okay, ultimately we're working towards Raylan going after Boyd, and usually mm-hmm. these other things he investigates tie back to him, and he's like, how is Boyd involved? How is Boyd? Or is he fighting them? Is he doing this? Is he doing this? But it's, ultimately, it's kind he of, knows he's got a job to do. So even though that's his main focus, you know that as he takes down these other people who show up, ultimately the end goal is Boyd Crowder. I might Crowder. be a little off, but just something that popped into my head. It's kind of like the Batman Joker dynamic, although Bo- kind of Boyd's not quite as insane as the Joker. But it's like they're you know they're destined. They're the same. They're the same. They're just like the, the yeah the, yeah exactly. The, they have the, the, the Joker, the Joker, and the Batman. They're the are, two faces of the same. Coin. Joker and the Batman are two characters who had one bad day and then went in completely different directions. One went in the yeah. the way of order and one in the way of chaos. Right, and um, that's what happened right. with the Raylan and his dad. Not so much the one bad day dad. thing, but you're absolutely right. But the right, yeah, one, but they, they were, were both raised, raised the same way. Head, yeah. Like art, we don't really see much of Boyd's. Like Boyd's dad is in it. But like um he, he dies, dies he dies pretty quick. Dies quick. Yeah. Yeah. But um Arlo's in the show for a long time and he is Over an seasons. asshole. You hate him. He's, you fucking hate him. 
well, son, I don't know. Like, he's just, just a total... Yeah, and, a- like, when you hear people talk about him, other people talk about him, they kind of act like he was not really, even as a criminal, not really well-respected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of the... Yeah, he's low down. Right. Yeah. Um, dishonest yeah. and everything yeah. else. Well, I... One of the most, like, God, just emotional, great writing, saddest of the show is is when Arlo uh, eventually dies... Uh, he shoots a oh, cop. Oh yeah. Um, I I, be- I believe he shoots another cop or a, or a sheriff or something like that. And um, he when he shoots the guy, you know, he ends up getting gunned down and stuff like that. And and when when uh, Winona is asking Raylan why like why would Arlo do that? Like it's not like him to just like go like ham on a cop like that. And uh, he just Raylan just kind of like looks down and like knocks on the table and he's just like he just saw a man with a badge and a hat. Oh yeah, he yeah. thought he was. <laughs> yep because he thought he was because arlo at this point has gone a little wild and uh and so like the point obviously being that raylan believes that arlo thought he was shooting him right right and it's like oh, he would he would have done it by the way josh you're right uh you'll never leave harlan alive different versions of it were played in seasons two four five and six yeah i thought it came there back several yeah. times yeah, yeah so but yeah, I mean it's it's a great. Yeah, the show scene sure. I was thinking of was where he's at a graveyard because there is a scene where he's looking at Arlo's grave doing that. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, uh, Annabelle is when he's at the cemetery by Gillian Welch is when you hear that. Is what I was oh, thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah. Um, so God yeah, damn. justified. <sighs> Some more great acting and you know a satisfying ending to your sixth season uh investment <laughs> and there are tons of characters that of course we didn't talk about because we so don't have good. time but like there's so many good ones tim like uh the 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 ex the the vet who works in the marshal's office alongside him uh rebecca oh, sure. yeah. rebecca who's like who he partners with who when um, their boss art gets shot mm, and has mm-hmm. to stay at home she takes over um, yeah it's um, a lot of really great people um throughout the show and then sure. of course there's the the season two villains and i'm not gonna give anything away about that because they're so fucking good go watch it if you haven't watched it it's great go watch it go it's watch so breaking good. bad yeah. go watch a bunch of good stuff go watch all the good ones don't watch the yeah. bad ones don't watch yeah, don't anymore. watch the bad ones so we want to throw uh, some honorable mentions out there for also yeah. good some of the ones we haven't because we've adju- we've talked about a couple of these yeah but um maybe we can. um i i just finished i just finished gravity falls recently which okay um, and you know when you mentioned earlier the whole justified thing how I had to convince you to watch it. Gravity Falls is yeah. another one of those things where you started watching it years after I told you to. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. texted me, you said, Chris, I don't know why, but literally every single time you recommend me a show, I'm like, ah, I don't it's, know. And then I end up watching uh, and loving it. And I don't know why I haven't learned to take your word just, for it. Just watch it. Just start it. It's fine. If he says it's good, it's probably going to be good. We have a, we have similar tastes in that regard. Yeah, it's it's a great, great little show. Um, it's only like two seasons. Yes. Uh, I think like 30 episodes total. Um, and it's it's a it's a it's a Disney Channel cartoon. Well, we've mentioned um, it before because we played mm-hmm. um. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cash money. Cash money. <laughs> and the this was money. a mistake. <laughs> this this was, was a mistake. mistake. What? Um. Yeah, and it's it, you know we we I think we even we even had a moment like the with the uh, like. It's a very sophisticated cartoon <laughs> with lots of jokes that go way over kids' heads. Grumpy anyway, stand. Um, but uh yeah it's it's a, it's a good little but show. you're saying it ended well it, yeah it ends with the end of summer and, and then they leave. it's it's such a, yeah it's so cute i mean it's got it, it it ends up being a good cartoon with like really compelling 
storyline despite it being a silly little cartoon so you get really invested in the story and the characters and all that stuff and it has this big crazy well, over-the-top cartoony kind of like type. the x-files where you have episodes that are lore based where you kind of yeah. follow this mystery and then there are other episodes that are kind of like goofy yeah, this absolutely. creature today like monster yeah. of the week so. it's, yeah it's it is it is very much like yeah i mean it's like x if you took like x-files and twin peaks, twin peaks yeah and stranger things and kind of like made smashed it funny. them together <laughs> and then made it a funny little cartoon. That's Gravity Falls. Yep. And it's just a cute little ending. It's so great. They're all like, you know, you get, oh my God, you get that ending where it's like, you think you're going to have like a Doctor Who type ending where like it's sad and terrible and awful. And then it ends up being okay and it's happy and it's fine. Everyone's great. And, you know, they're on the bus going back home. They've been in Gravity Falls their whole summer. And Dipper opens up the little letter from all of his friends that he made at Gravity Falls and just says, see you next summer. Yep. And it's great. It's cute. It's just. So happy, such a lighthearted show, such a compelling story, so it funny, funny. It just it's really funny. It's just cute. Can it's we, just such can, a good, charming character. Request, yeah. can we uh, can we show can we end on Cowboy Bebop real quick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. It's great. It's it's like uh it's like justified in space. I'll start us off just to kind of oh, give yeah. us some basis for it. So like I'm the resident person who's told this like three times. Uh, I'm a person who generally doesn't like anime, and so when I say I like this anime, people tend to like perk up, like, "Wait, what?" Um, obviously, as a kid, uh, you know, everyone our age in the U.S. grew up with Dragon Ball. It didn't matter if you liked anime or not; that's just something you watched because everyone was watching it. Cowboy Bebop was something I missed because by the time it was really airing, I was like, "Well, I don't really care much about anime, really." And um, I watched it later to kind of say, well, you know what? Maybe I need to give – I was getting back into my animation phase. And I was like, I, maybe I do need to give this stuff a chance. And this is the one I hear is so fucking good. And um, going back to what we were talking about in terms of a tightly written story that mm-hmm. wraps up when it needs to. It's a miniseries. It's one season. It's done. That's all yeah. it needs. It's like it doesn't need to be dragged episodes, out. 12 episodes? 15 episodes? Uh, they're about 20, 15 episodes in a movie six. oh it may be yeah it may be 20 26, episodes 26 episodes in a movie the movie is kind of just a fun thing that came out afterwards it takes yeah. place before the end it's like a side yeah. story mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but um if anyone else wants to take the reins here yeah no i mean i think josh actually that was a that i never really thought about it that way but yeah that's that's a pretty accurate justified description. It's, it's justified in space yeah well it, um, and, because, and it came out before justified obviously so it's yeah, not necessarily it's, copying it's, anything but as far as the overall yeah, I mean, plot very, um, i would say it's more like a clint eastwood movie well, i don't know man you have like but you've got that good you've got that good guy versus the bad guy you've got well, spike and they and they used to be partners and friends you but know? he's a bounty hunter and he doesn't talk for yeah he's a bounty hunter too he's not Okay, whatever. We want to argue the point is, the you've, got, you've got your western. hero. That's the point. It's a space western. Well, yes, that was obviously the point. Also, you've got Spike and Vicious. And, and Vicious. The, like, that's like your two. Like, you've got Spike and Vicious. Those are the two guys who are And they always... used to be partners. They used to be partners, and then, like, one was betrayed. Right. Yeah. It was always going to end up with Spike and Vicious. So yeah. it, it has it has parallels. I mean, well, it's just a yeah. way to tie that, it into... Yeah. You know. and... I'm not saying it's exactly yeah, the same. I'll, but yeah, I mean... came out know. way before Justified. But... Yes. Well, <laughs> sure. you know, yeah. that's... It was a joke, man. <laughs> but it's great to play... Like, uh, the finale really, you know, plays into to, to Spike's character that's been... That's been being shown and not told the whole time right is his torture his, his know, tortured background and his backstory that he just cannot deal with but that he tries to like 
obscure with his kind of devil may care attitude, you know? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's he's always being like, you know, whatever. How are we going to eat this week, Spike? <laughs> we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, he's... yeah. But like anytime anyone mentions like, um, what's her, Julia? Julia or, you know, mm-hmm. or Vicious. Vicious or anytime he hears about this, he's, he's like a, just a different person at that There's point. just rage, just, you know? Like, yeah, the pianos. Like, goes hunting the in the cold planet. Rage what, what, pianos. What, what planet was super cold that he, he goes around looking for? Oh, that's Hoth. <laughs> uh, Jupiter or something. I do believe yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's uh, no. It um. Oh crap! What? He's going around looking for Julia because she was, you know, someone mentioned her or something. And it's like, dude, like literally, how many people are named Julia? It may like, be on the moon yeah. of Jupiter, one of the moons of Jupiter or something. Well, Titan. Damn it! Yeah. It wasn't her. It was Julia. Probably, probably Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if essentially what happened is Vicious and Spike were like partners back in the day, and then. Uh, Spike started sleeping with Vicious's girlfriend Julia, you know. Yeah. And then uh, she ended up sweet, dying with or that sweet, right? sweet Stephen Bloom voice. Wait, what is, is it? St- the guy who voices him. It's the voice of Spike. No, Spike. Yeah. Spike voices Spike. Everybody knows that. Spike Lee. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Spike Lee. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyway. Julia gets killed because of this. You know, uh, this thing with vicious and so how it ends is basically spike you know t- fucking takes it to the red dragon syndicate and you know has his final battle with vicious you know on the roof of and wherever before we even get to that we have all these other characters around us that we've but before we get to spikes that does a really good job of wrapping up their character arcs too yeah um, sure we have was it fred the little girl is that her name uh yeah edward 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 yeah. Edward, Edward, yeah. She finds her, you know, her dad? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think, I so. think so. It's been a while. She finds her dad. Spot, um, Jet kind of finds solace in his past. Uh, Val- Faye, Faye, she leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She leaves because she finds what she needs. Now all we got left is Spike. So, like, at the end of the series, you know, you get, like, little drops and hints at everyone's backstories, and we slowly start to wrap things up near the end. And yeah, he, I mean, he, you know, yeah, at the end, he, you know, he finally ends up, you know, leaving the Bebop. And, yeah, because I mean, yeah. on some level, he's that like like Grady was saying that revenge is really like mm-hmm. deep. It really, thing. yeah, his driving. That's well, why he didn't care about anything else. It's the only reason make... he's still alive, really, is yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he eventually well, and, wants yeah. to kill Vicious for what he's done. Well, and he, they, you know, they they were they were you know at odds for so long, and then you know when Julia dies, then he's like that's that's the only thing he has left. Yeah. That's all. That's all he has left. I mean, Julia was his reason, you know, kind of to keep existing and. Julia, once Julia was was for sure dead, he's like, I got nothing else, just to kill Vicious. That's all I have. And it's one of the one of the best like battle scenes is that whole end of of the show is him fighting through the Red Dragon Syndicate, like being the badass mm-hmm. Spike that you've seen glimpses of and stuff, you know, throughout yeah. the show. And then, I mean, no, you're right. Like that that fight scene. I, I like I said earlier, one of the reasons, you know, I, I wasn't always the biggest anime fan. And one of my reasons is the frame rate in Japanese cartoons is lower than the American ones, like half. Yeah. And that's why yeah. this, the animation is so much more fluid in, in, you know, American animation, you know, um, and that's why anime has to rely on strong posing. So your brain kind of fills in the spaces a little better. Sure. Right. Um, and unless you're someone like Miyazaki, well, some of those Miyazaki films, I'm pretty sure aren't that. And then you have movies like um, Akira from the 80s, which at some point mm-hmm. are literally shot in like... 24 frames a second that a normal feature film is. And that looks incredible. Yeah. But like Cowboy Bebop is no different. 
but the difference is the posing and the way everyone moves is so well done that it almost like I've I've equated the fight scenes to being like dance numbers. Yeah, and um, yeah, there is that you, choreography too, though. Especially when They're you have the jazz music. Well, yeah, they explicitly go for that. Um, and this is this is just that to eleven. It's not even just like the fight. It's the gunkata shit. Like I, oh yeah, like it's so well choreographed that it made me realize that you know, like as much as I don't like the lower frame rates, if someone can pull something off like this, yeah, it still looks so fucking phenomenal. I I I was my jaw was on the floor. Like, but yeah, this, and oh yeah, so and good. of course Spike ends up you know battling vicious and killing him, but then he's mortally wounded himself. You mm-hmm. know, so does he yep. die or does he not? We don't know. Yeah, he he like descends, he like leaves wherever they fought, and um, well, he's walking down the stairs and he's bleeding or whatever, right? Yeah. So, and that 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 last scene, he looks up at the camera, he raises his finger. Oh yeah, bang! See <laughs> you, space cowboy. No, not see you, yeah. space cowboy. Oh, does it not say carry, that? You're gonna carry that weight. Oh yeah, carry that weight. Says. We've had see you, space cowboy the entire time, and then you're gonna carry that weight. You're gonna carry that. Steven, weight. didn't you say you had a friend who tattooed that on his arm or something? Yep, I got a buddy who's got the his from, from like his shoulder down to like right above his elbow, right above his cock. Is that yeah, is, is that's uh, a weird is tattoo that, to get, man. Is that scene <laughs> with the bang? And then underneath it, he has it like in script. So you're going to carry that weight. I feel like I knew someone who got a spike tattoo. It's you. Well, you Frankie. did. Oh, was it Frankie? Whole... Okay. Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know somebody who had one. That's who it was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now that we've completely cleansed our palate of all the bad endings. Yeah. So that was it. That's our that's our good endings, bad endings, random stuff, TV series that we loved and then hated and still love and we love you. Yeah, I mean, doesn't it? I mean, I guess what <laughs> yeah. what we found through this exercise is um, God really does exist. You know, knowing where you're going, uh, or at least you know, generally um, ha- having a having an end in mind when you start, and you know, sticking to it and not just making more seasons for the sake of padding and that and not opening up too many wormholes that you're not going to be able to close when you want to end not writing on the fly mm-hmm. sticking true to your character's, characters natures yeah. and yeah. having them having, develop naturally and not act out of i mean for sure i would i would rather watch a six season show that is really good yes. has a great ending than I'd watch a 12 season show that i really loved throughout the entire right. time but then the ending sucked yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest points we came across was... I'd prefer no shows to have 12 seasons because we're adults and I don't have time for it anymore. You know how long it's been taking me to get through Deep Space Nine? Well, what if My it's a God. British show and it's just like four episodes? That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, this yeah, is all but... the funding BBC would give us. So, like, yeah, it's... that's one of the things is if, you know, brevity can be a good thing. Like, if if it's done well, it's... you know, like... It's not even Move so on to the next brevity. I, it, it, it's... I think that the reason that so many of these good shows end up being briefer than other shows is because a story is only can only be so long, really. <laughs> right, exactly. It has to have a conclusion to be coherent. Yeah, sure. Eventually, eventually, you're you're either inventing conflicts that have no more relation to the beginning of the character's arc to begin. Right. You know, yeah. the, the, so I mean, it, you can only extend a conflict, a, a, an interest in a character for so long before it becomes a little derivative or before you've just completely changed the nature of why we started this 
you know journey to begin right. with it's yeah so i i think that's i think that's a good point um you know it they're brief kind of inherently uh, yeah, I it's guess, being is, is, it's is, being aware of the length that your story needs and you know not not pushing past that boundary for some you know monetary gain or other reason you know right predetermined like knowing this is where this is the story this is it we've written it it's done let's just m- make a show about it you know like I don't know why that's not a thing. Yeah, I think a lot of the issue, like, especially one of the issues with Lost is I think they didn't really know where it was going. Well, they they, didn't. They just wrote it as it went. Yeah, exactly. To end it, it, you're going to screw some stuff up, you know. Yeah, I think it's possible to still draw that together. I mean, not if you don't know where it's going at all, but if you're making stuff up along the way and then you're like, well, how can we tie this in? You know, it's possible. It's likely. It's it's, it's the difference between someone like um, George R. R. Martin and um akira toriyama george R. R. martin is very very strict with my characters act like this and at this point they're going to get here and this is other than being fat and lazy and old his other thing is okay i get i need to get my character to this point how do i get him there and then as he writes he's like shit but this wouldn't make sense here now i have to go back and redo this yeah he's very very strict on the character ends up here and i have to get him here then you have people like Akira Toriyama that just kind of go, well, I'll do this here now. And that lends itself to, you forgot that you actually made this rule a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's just like, uh, this is just how they're going to act now. You, you basically fine. look at, can I successfully pull off the free-flowing thing versus the structured yeah. thing? And you, you have to be very careful if you do free-flowing. And That's true. And you have to have more of a lighthearted. Yeah, you know, yeah if, for sure. If, if it doesn't matter you as have much. To, yeah, I don't give a shit if Dragon Ball is inconsistent. It has to be a little more it has to be a little more loose right right yeah it you have to have a looser sort of context like we were talking about the reboot of roseanne like you know they just came back and be like ah throw it in the trash exactly but that works because Mm -hmm. of how they handled it it worked well that that's the good thing about dragons like mash um, (laughs) it's just wish it all back to normal yeah (laughs) you can just wish it all away yeah i mean shows like you know mash and um uh cheers and oh cheers had a great ending even though the last like all of these all of these shows like, yes, they had little points where there were several episodes that were, like, chained in a row that, like, all had, you know, things. But, like, those sitcom-y type things that are just kind of, like, flowing very freely, with the exception of Roseanne, that just, like, took it to, like, a whole creepy, weird level. And then you um, have Community, where they finally were like, well, how do you handle a situation if you don't know you're going to get canceled or not? And then they just have Abbott right. in the camera. Yeah. And if we're not back next season, then um, the whole universe has got hit by a meteor and we're all dead, and that's canon. <laughs> And that's great. And that means they're all that, dead. They're well, I think that's easier to do with a comedy, definitely, than a drama. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yes. of course, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> you know. Don Draper just turns to the camera and just be like, this season's yeah. canceled. That would be great. <laughs> uh, to be totally, you know, within the realm of possibility. And the Soviets so. nuked us. Yeah, for sure. And the Soviets nuked us. Yeah, I do think one thing is interesting, though, Like, and it's not exactly uh, about how, thing, how these um tv series have ended it's more that we are invested as a society kind of at this point in these tv shows we live in a society josh do what yes i know that but i'm what i'm, I'm what? saying like that people can can be what so a invested in a say. show like game of thrones or lost or anything like that that when it ends badly that like they can it it's not something they can just it's just amazing to me that tv's is where it's at like there's there's so much good writing in TV these days. It's the golden age of television, baby. You know that there could 
there, that there's so much emotion behind these shows, I guess. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. People I mean, you put get, a lot of identity get... into shows, right. and they, they exactly. put a lot of themselves into it, and they it matters a lot to them. Because, you know, I mean, where else are they... What else are they doing? It's one of their chief activities of leisure and everything. And Well, that was a slightly more morbid than the path <laughs> I was going to go. <laughs> Not so much that, like, I'm, you know, <laughs> people are... are building their self-worth yeah that was that was a little cynical <laughs> there Grady. Well, they identify <laughs> in some way no i self-identify yeah, as a dragon as Ball fan. yeah um what you, you you know these characters especially with some of these super hyper realistic dramas is that you really get to know the characters you know you get to feel like right. connected to them in, in, in a way and when i can have a beer with him we can hang out yeah <laughs> and as stupid as that might be it's a, a suspension of, of disbelief that you know we all we all fall prey to when you you know watch especially as long as something I mean, like I game remember, of thrones runs i remember being a little kid and being like man if i was in the digimon world yeah if i were ash Ketchum, <laughs> I, would be, I would not suck so hard no 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 i'm saying self-insert mind fan fiction at least i didn't put it on the fucking internet <laughs> well the internet didn't exist when we were watching cartoons as little babes yeah not in that way you're anyway. telling me that the internet didn't exist when Digimon was out, which is literally based on the internet existing. Well, it did, but you had, you had you AOL, dude. What yeah. were you doing on? No, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had to do like complicated forums. Forums, stuff. yeah. No, I spent a lot of my time in chat rooms talking to men who were very interested in seeing pictures of me. That's all I remember. Oh, that explains a lot. Ah, that explains it. That explains it. Anyway, we've rambled. We hope that you all enjoyed our tv show discussion um stay you know get hyped uh we're thinking for our next podcast and now i'm speaking this into the universe so stop it's gonna him. happen someone stop him <laughs> <laughs> uh we're thinking of doing something um with re- with with relation to roseanne <laughs> you're gonna say that too the oh, uh, anniversary of d-day so uh stay tuned for that that should be fun D-day. Anyway, yeah, that should be fun. I'm actually pretty excited about that conversation. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's, well, it's gonna anyway. be super fun who talking cares? about how many people died. Well, it's fascinating There's history. Only two men on that War, beach: men who blah, are blah, dead blah. and men who are gonna die. But yes, we will talk about World War II stuff uh, in relation yeah. to the anniversary of D-Day, and specifically our relation to it and our roles in it. And then after that, E3 will be picking back up so we might have one or two more episodes in between that and e3 that's gonna be our know. anniversary they really will that's wild i don't know when the timing is but yeah we're nearly at. it'd be a great time for us to cancel the yeah, podcast we're nearly we're nearly at yep one year of the podcast so tell us anyway, how the ending of the podcast finale. went <laughs> yeah we'll we'll start a forum and uh you can discuss all the mysteries that have been given to you all the yeah. all the loose ends and plot holes that haven't been fulfilled like that discussion about <laughs> the office that never happened Yep. <laughs> what, yeah, discussion? Exactly. what discussion about what the office? Discussion? I do hope you'll cut that <laughs> and then fine. I leave that part in. But like us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever else. Facebook, Twitter. I did like some things personally. on Instagram recently, but it's not easy to do. There you go. But yeah. Like and subscribe us on YouTube. YouTube. We're going to have some stuff coming out. Yep. Yeah. Josh is working on being an Instagram influencer and he's been taking pictures in wildflower fields and ruining them. So. Ruining the wildflowers or the pictures? <laughs> no you can't ruin a picture you've been ruining the wildflowers you're too gorgeous i'm ruining the the beauty of the wildflowers no, with my beauty the, the, the giant super bloom happened in california for the first time in years because the drought wasn't as bad and like a bunch of influencers yes, went up there yes. and took pictures in it and well, they ruined it like they flattened out huge we, yeah we're gonna cut that that's news we're not doing news <laughs> for the sagely he, stage stooges my name is steven for chris grady and josh we've been the sagely stage stooges you've been awesome
Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Now to the news. And uh, that's why I think Two Broke Girls is headed toward uh, one of the best uh, series finales in television history. I mean, here you have, you know, in Max and Carolyn's story, uh, uh, just something that's emblematic of the intersectionality in today's politics, you know, of of, uh, the struggles that people face, you know, in terms of rape culture, in terms of uh, economic woes and the neoliberal hellscape we face. Steven, can we cancel the podcast, please? I can't do it anymore. You, you You just think they're hot, Grady. Well, that aside, that aside, um, you know, it's really important, the issues they're struggling with. And I think people really identify that with that. Grady, it's just a remake of Two Stupid Dogs with Boobs. Yeah? Christopher? What? Quit talking to yourself again. I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to my friends. What friends? You know, Steve and Josh and Grady. I do the podcast with them. Oh, those boys who died in the... Hot air balloon accident no! that you survived I by didn't... climbing on top of their bodies? What? No! They've been dead for years! Shut up! It's not true! It's not true! We're right here. We're with you, Chris. Yeah, we're, we haven't gone anywhere. What is he talking about? See, they're right here! Don't you hear them? Don't you hear their Martha, voices? Martha! Call the psychiatric hospital! Don't let him take us away, Chris. They'll send you back. You gotta run. You'll be alone. Alone forever. <laughs> Burn it down, Chris. (laughs) Burn it all down.